0: And now we're recording. <laughs> All right, let me take off my jacket. Hold on. <laughs> oh, shit's, about to get, shit's about to get heated.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I'm actually cooking on pretty low fuel right now. Um, my nutrition took a backseat today because I'm sleep deprived. So I said, "Fuck it, fuck everything." I'm trying to be healthy with. I'm gonna get nicotine. I'm gonna get caffeine. I'm gonna eat whatever the hell I want. I right get on. through the day because I only got. So, I went to bed at, um, 3.30, right? Because we, we were playing Xbox, talking and shit. And, uh, I was listening to that Andrew Tate podcast um, while I was laying down with... It. Do you know who Andrew Tate is? I do. Dude. That guy cracks Thompson. me the fuck up, man.
0: Dude, he's funny as fuck because he's just real. and it pisses Yeah. Everybody off.
1: Yeah. Um... And so I was listening to that podcast with him, and that I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He's like some streamer, like a Twitch streamer or something. I don't know. I haven't seen his streams. Oh. um, Well, he basically – okay, so just picture like your stereotypical 2022 um, beta male video gamer that – Are you talking about Ninja? Who? Ninja? That Fortnite kid? um i don't know but no that's not his name actually no i i don't remember his name but i'd know it if i heard it he anyways it's it's really popular you've probably seen little tiktoks or video shorts of it or something it's it's the one where basically like okay one of the clips is where tate's like sitting on a bed with his laptop he's like what what are you doing man like where'd you get the laptop he's like well it's because you haven't said anything interesting provocative." profound interesting or even a little bit enjoyable so i figured it was I, I might as well just grab my computer and work because you're that much of a waste of my time and no.
0: he said it like that
1: no. he said it way more savage man but like
2: <laughs> i saw that shit i just couldn't keep it in
1: but after listening to it because like i primarily like listen to him for entertainment right. he does make some good points um and then I don't agree with some of his others, but
0: That's I think one of his good song. points
1: is that uh we are all kind of being pussies a lot of the time, and you know, when he just starts talking about how fucking godlike he is and shit, I'm just like, damn. All right. Cause I, I missed the gym the past two days, and you know, I got a car yesterday, so that okay, fine. But then the day before, there was really no excuse. And then uh, I was probably not going to go today. And then. um, Does it make you feel like shit? Oh, if I don't go? Yeah. 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 Uh, Because, you know, I, I set a pretty ambitious schedule and I feel amazing when I'm on it. But the problem is if you fall behind even just a little bit, it all just adds up, man. It's just fucking.
0: Yeah, everything goes to shit. I've noticed that. Like today I was trying to get a lot of things done and I'm rushing out of my house to get all my fucking gear in my bag. And now I make it all the way to the hotel and I don't got my fucking boots. I was scrambling all over the place. But it was just one little thing, right? I fucked everything up. I fixed it. I was not going to drive three hours back home for some fucking boots, dude. You weren't? No, I was not going to do that. Fuck, no.
1: Were you just going to accept the... Uh, the I fuck was going to accept
0: my fate. I was gonna say you gonna fuck take it your lickens. See what happens.
1: Yeah, I feel like they'd probably just make you go buy another pair or something.
0: They better fund me because I'm not out of pocket. No way. Dude. <laughs> probably dude, there's like five hundred guys on base. I'm sure somebody has a pair.
1: Yeah. You know. So what are you doing? I mean, if if you can talk about it. Like what what are you doing? Um over a weekend in a hotel.
0: Well, I'm in the guard, right? Oh, yeah,
1: that, that had slipped my mind. I had missed that, actually. Yeah, so that's
0: why I got I got work this weekend. And I'm coming in the night before because it's closer to the base instead of having to wake up at like 4 a.m. from my house and drive for two hours. Just come to the hotel. It's like 10 minutes away. So, yeah, we just work on the weekends, one weekend a month. I mean, yeah, you got full-timers too, but... Most of us are just weekend warriors. How often do you get piss tested in the garden? Uh, for me, it's a random thing. That's what they say, at least. But for me, I've been tested every month since I got back from AIT. Every month? Every month, dude.
1: They're trying now, to catch
0: me slipping, but it's not going to happen.
1: I'm just, I'm not surprised by the frequency, because uh, my unit would do it once. I'm not even exaggerating, two times I don't think we ever did three, but two in a month. Um, That's cool. It, it makes sense though. I mean, dudes are over there fucking snorting coke and smoking pot and all kinds of shit. Yeah. Um,
0: they could only and, do it once a month here because we're only here on the weekends. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So at least you're kind of like if you obviously you wouldn't want to do it, but you could no, probably smoke right after you leave and then you'd be good. I'm not by the suggesting time
0: you, back. you do that. Yeah. But there probably is ways around it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was um, debating what, because I, you know, I dropped acid while I was in the army. Oh, yeah. God. um, I, I did.
0: I did. But well, I, worried did I, I worried about that. I worried about that. What was that? Is that what the army did? They fucked you up. You had to do acid? Awesome. Well,
1: of course you can't answer this. I was about to ask you if you'd ever done it, which I don't think you you actually have, but...
0: No, I, um, haven't. I haven't done any drugs whatsoever. Not even a joint? Never.
1: Um, do you feel like arming yourself?
0: No, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'm mentally stable. I'm very do, you have, do
1: you have trouble sleeping?
0: I sleep like a fucking angel.
1: Okay. All right. You get to stay in the military for now. <laughs> <laughs> but you do smoke cigarettes.
0: Give me your first line. Dude, everybody in the (laughs) fucking military smokes.
1: Uh, I did for a month.
0: And plus, I'm European, so I've been smoking before I was, like, born, essentially.
1: I heard someone, I think it was Green, tell me that it's not that bad because he rolls his own cigarettes. It's the same shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's... It's such a (laughs) dumb argument.
0: Where do you buy your tobacco? From the same guys that sell you the already packed cigarettes, so you're smoking the same shit. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, For me, I'm not going to lie. I do like some cigarettes while I'm drinking. I avoid it, and I don't seek it out. Like, I won't go buy a pack if I know I'm going to be drinking that night. But if someone has a pack just laying around, I might try to bum a cigarette. Right, right. Yeah. I feel bad when I do it
0: never drunk in my life so i don't know what it's like not even alcohol no dude i'm a muslim uh, so
1: okay that's interesting cuz we've actually talked about christianity quite a bit on the podcast um what about all right all right so you so what would you consider yourself like in terms of strength levels for you know how committed Level. you are to the okay. muslim faith on a scale so of like, yeah on a scale of 1 to 10 if you had to rate um, how deeply you believe in it and how committed you are to the faith and everything, what would you rate yourself?
0: There's a lot of factors that are involved. So I'll, I'll list them to you and you give me an evalu- evaluation on your end. So I don't smoke. Or I smoke cigarettes, obviously, but that's not against the religion. Um, I don't drink, which is a big one. I don't eat pork. That's a huge one. Um, I fast during Ramadan the whole month. That's a very big one as well. Um, I pray every night I go to sleep. I don't, I don't pray five times a day,
1: What you're that, supposed that's to. That's a big deal in the Muslim faith, right?
0: Essentially. Yeah. And I, I don't read the Quran, which you're supposed to do.
1: Well, so it's hard to give you a rating, um, based on that, because I think what it really boils down to is why do you do those things? You know, are you doing it? out of faith or are you doing it because it's how you were
0: raised and you you've grown comfortable with that type of structure or I, I think it's a little bit of, of both you know my parents instilled a fear in me when I was a child yeah and I feel like it's still there sometimes you know when I think about it I'm like not scared but just like thinking of a higher power and what can come after I die for not following those rules it kind of trips me out sometimes you know keeps me in line See that's
1: actually what shook my faith with Christianity. Not that wasn't the sole reason, but that was one of them. Was the, the fear, fear tactics. Base. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cuz it it kind of throws me off my how should I word this? It, I have difficulty trusting somebody that's trying to do what I feel is manipulating me, you know? Right. If I feel like you're manipulating me, I feel like you got an agenda or something you know or, or like maybe it's not real you know why does it have to be i'm going to burn in the pits of hell if i don't believe in god why can't it just be
0: i either believe in god or i don't you know there's a lot of layers to it but i i think the fear tactic it it's a it's a big reason why i why i follow these core values because well then i was like I was so you do believe since i was a kid yeah i do yeah i definitely do
1: well, that I guess in terms of a uh, faith, I, yeah, I guess there is different levels of faith. I was about to say you either have it or you don't, but I guess you can be. There are some people that have more than others. It. Yeah.
0: To be a full Muslim, I'll tell you this: most Muslims are not full Muslims. You know,
1: because it's just we not like, practical, right?
0: We like to call it like modern Muslims. Modern Muslims, they drink. You know, they smoke, they don't pray every day. They don't, they cheat on their wives, you know, they. Do, do your parents do, pray they, five times a day? Uh, my mom does. My dad can't.
1: Oh, of physical. Work. Oh, okay. I thought he was having trouble. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's a question that I have. <clears throat> Is it required that you get down on your knees and bow down while you pray? Or can it just be in your head?
0: No, if you're going to pray the right way, you're going to do the whole thing. You got to bow down and everything, put your head on the ground.
1: Can you no bow problem. down anywhere? Does it have to be in a specific building or on a particular rug or anything like that?
0: It could be on a clean, clean rug anywhere. It just has to be facing east towards Mecca. Okay, or Wherever you are, you know, for us, it's due east, but you just have to be praying towards Mecca. Because every Muslim prays towards the Mecca building.
1: Okay, so excuse my ignorance, but what is the Mecca
0: building exactly? Mecca is, like, like the most holy place for Muslims. You ever seen that big black cube in Saudi Arabia where they're all, like, walking around it?
1: No, actually.
0: It's, like, a really holy spot. You know, it's, like, our birthplace of, of Islam, essentially. Is that where a lot of the history comes from, then? Like... That's yeah, and that's general area, Saudi Arabia, Middle East, but Mecca's a really big one. And and one of our one of our rules is you have to visit Mecca at least once in your life. Or else It's called Hajj, you know. It's 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 really nice if you do so. But once you visit Mecca afterwards in your life, you have to be a true devoted Muslim. You cannot be fucking around no more.
1: Okay. So yeah, that, that's one difference between Christianity and uh, Mus- the Muslim faith, I think, is that the, okay, so Catholics are different. And I'm sure there's other sub-religions of Christianity that are also different because Catholics, they obviously put a lot more emphasis on their buildings and making it beautiful. And um, right. I even had a my friend who was a Catholic uh, when we were in Italy. He would explain to me like, yeah, that you see that little thing right there behind the pulpit. That's supposed to have Jesus' like spirit in it or something. Oh, wow. Um yeah, which you don't have that in the um Christian religion per se. It it's they I think the phrase was church is the people, not the building, or something like that was what I was taught. Um, whereas would you say you worship Mecca or you
0: no, no, no. We we don't worship Mecca, but it's like a holy place. It's a good place to visit. You worship God still, you know? Okay. You're not, you're not worshiping like this one building. So know? is
1: it? it's just more of a tradition that it's always laid in the East, right? What do you mean? So it's not necessarily a act of worship that you point, at, point where you're praying towards the Mecca building.
0: It's, well, actually, I think it's a rule that you have to pray towards Mecca because that's like, where the origin of Islam started. I think that's the backstory to it. Where you're not worshiping the building. You're just worshiping where it all started, essentially.
1: Okay. Um, now, this is also another thing that will depend on like what type of Christian church you go to. But right. um, I feel, and this is just like a guess because I don't really know, but I feel like most Christian churches... Um, do you believe that you keep your salvation forever. Once you have accepted Christ into your heart forever, you're saved, you know, and it doesn't so, matter.
0: How, how we
1: yeah. Now my mom would disagree. Um, because she was more, she's not a Pentecostal, but she's more in that direction. Um, and she would say that if you fall out of your faith and you know, you sin, you don't repent for it, you know, things like that, you can lose your salvation and you, and it's as easy as repenting. And, you know, you'll be forgiven. What about the Muslim religion? Do you keep your salvation forever? Can you lose it?
0: You could definitely fall off track, you know, but, um, you might have a damaged relationship,
1: but would you still go to heaven or?
0: um, It really depends what you've done in your life. Like some things are just not forgivable no matter what like um blasphemy right like killing a person unjustly that's, un- that's unforgivable i i believe so yes Wow. Like unjust killing somebody
1: okay okay and what what qualifies as justification
0: um don't quote me but i i would say like let's say there's another holy war
1: meaning right. like they're trying to exterminate muslims simply for being Muslim.
0: Defending yourself and defending your religion. You're not attacking, but you're defending, essentially that's fair.
1: That's fair. Now this is something uh I feel like it it's probably something that every Muslim hears and probably rolls their eyes at and gets annoyed at. But it's something I heard and I've never read the Quran, so I, I don't know. And I know you said you don't either, but um what what's with all you know people saying that if you read the Quran, it literally tells people to go kill Christians or whatever. Go kill the infidels. Is there any legitimate... That's an,
0: interesting, that's an interesting question. Um. Yeah. If we look at when these books were written, they were written a long time ago, right? Yeah. Like, we were in a time of war when they were written, essentially. Yeah. Holy wars were going on, right? So, all these books, like the society that they were created in have very different values and morals and what's normal to them is completely crazy to us. Like stoning people. We don't do that no more. Right? That's...
1: So when you read the Quran, are you supposed to take it as an absolute, like literally where like what it says is what it means or is it? I personally
0: to be... don't use... think so. Would you use yeah, it as a metaphor? Ex- there's extremists on all spectrums. Like you got extremist Christians, you got extremist Muslims. That take yeah. every word to heart. I think it was meant to like adapt with the times, you know? So whatever is normal in today's society, you don't really want to follow it word to word. Like go kill the infidel. Who's the infidel though? Because yeah. technically yeah. all, all religions, well for Islam's Christianity and Judaism, they were a branch off of Islam, but they just lost their way. And that's why they differ from us. Christianity and, and what? and Judaism, and other religions, they were like branches off of Islam. Really? But God, or our messenger said, when our messenger came, you know, Muhammad, peace be upon him, when he came to this world, he said, I've been sent by God to explain to you guys that you've lost your ways. We've sent other prophets like Jesus. And because we believe Jesus is a from God, from our God too, right? We just think that the Christians changed it up too much, you know? They didn't understand the true words, what God was trying to tell them. So God sent the third prophet, which was our prophet, to redo everything and make it clear what he wants in the Quran.
1: What was that prophet's name? Muhammad. Oh, okay. Um, And so Muhammad was basically your Jesus?
0: He was a messenger of God.
1: But not his son. So he wasn't like no. a... Uh, no,
0: he's considered not. Considered a, a
1: superior being or anything. He was a no, normal he's just
0: another man, but he's... A lot of respect for him, you know? Okay, okay. Messenger. We believe Jesus is a messenger of God too. People say we don't like Jesus. We we respect Jesus as well.
1: So... We respect... Yeah. On the Protestant side, um, there's a belief that you should, that you can always pray to God directly. And in fact, that's the only way you should pray is, is to God directly. And Catholicism, they believe that you need to go through the father, you know, to be forgiven, that you can't appear before God, you know, with sin. So you have to right. go to your priest and then he will, you know, forgive yeah, you. and then comes, Yeah. yeah. Um, now, what about you guys? Do you guys ever, you know, they pray to Mary and I think the other saints. Do you ever pray to anyone but God? No. Nope. In a way, I kind of think that uh, Protestant Christians might, if they actually looked at the beliefs, might be uh, more in line with Muslims than Catholics. <laughs>
0: Dude, we have a lot more in common, like these major religions, and people really see. I think people just mixed up the words and took it in the way they wanted to, you know? Yeah. And that's that's where everything got jumbled up because if you, if you think about it, let me tell you this. The, the Bible, it's been changed a lot since when it was created. You know, it's been cherry-picked. It's been modernized. There's been different versions or whatever. But if you look at the Quran, there's only one version. Since its creation, there's been no change to it.
1: So, is there? There's only one English version. There's no.
0: Technically, you're supposed English to read versions? the Quran in its original version, which is Arabic. That's why you have to learn. Which makes Arabic. sense. That's the only way you could actually truly
1: understand. Yeah, exactly.
0: Because yeah. translations, you know, they mix things up. Maybe there's yeah. a word not there or something's different. Different
1: languages, you know. Yeah, I, I got you. Right.
0: right. Yeah. So that's why you got to really learn Arabic if you want to truly understand the Quran. Okay. The now,
1: you mentioned the killing um, dilemma. You're in the military. Now, granted, you're in a job where you probably wouldn't have to come face to face. But regardless, anyone that's in the military, regardless of MOS, contributes to the killing of a lot of people, including collateral. You know, so there's true, innocent yeah. deaths. Does that bother you? Or is there a way that you found that you can overcome that through your your faith?
0: I think it I think it does bother me a little bit, but it hasn't happened yet, so it's not like tripping me out. But I think about it every now and then, like, what if one of the bombs that I install gets dropped on some random house? You know, yeah, now you could kind um, of all
1: you could alleviate yourself of the guilt because while you may have been the one that mounted the bomb you weren't the one that like pulled the trigger i mean you did i guess help but you didn't actually do it i don't know
0: right i know know what you're saying it's not like i did it directly but i still had uh, an effect to the end result you know I'm, i'm in the second second chain of events that led to the killing you know
1: do you think you can accidentally sin
0: can i can i accidentally sin
1: yeah, like, do you think that God looks at your heart, or, yeah, yeah, God, God looks at your heart and understands that that was not your intention. Like you, you didn't mean to do that. It was a complete accident, and He's not um, going to fault you for that. Or is it like,
0: yes, whatever I'll, you did. I'll it. give you, an, I'll give you an example. Um, let's say you eat pork on accident, right? Like you go to this one restaurant and you tell them, please don't put pork in here. And then you eat it afterwards, and then they tell you we put pork in there. Well, you didn't know, right? It, it, you didn't purposely do it, so you are forgiven for that. And let's say you are a POW, right? You're in the middle of Vietnam or some random country, I'm not just any Vietnam, because whatever reason. Let's say you're in a, in a prisoner camp and they force you to eat pork. If you don't eat this pork, you're gonna die. Islam allows you to eat that pork to continue to survive. I was just about to ask
1: that. Like, if you were in a life-or-death situation, pork's the only thing you can eat. They allow
0: you to eat it to continue to survive. It is forgiven, you know?
1: Yeah. Now, what's... Okay, so... In the Christian religion, that's addressed. Not eating pork. But the way it's addressed is that uh, pigs are nasty animals. And it takes... um, certain methods that may not have been available to them back then to prepare it safely. And so people eating pork would get sick and, you know, die. So that's why the Bible said that. In the Muslim yeah, faith, do they Similar
0: reason. Okay. It's a nasty animal. It's not healthy for you. You got all this um fat in it, you know. It eats yeah. its own kind, it eats its own shit, you know. You don't really want to be eating that stuff.
1: Yeah. Um but it's okay to drink Pepsi.
0: I suppose because I don't think Pepsi was around since then. But I feel like – because I haven't read the Quran, but I feel like there's a rule in there that says keep your body healthy. You know, Stay away from nasty things.
1: Yeah, and I feel like if they had the medical knowledge back then that we do now, um, I'm sure the Bible would push you being healthy. Absolutely. Personally, or sorry, the Quran, you know, whatever the religious – text you know i'm sure that's what it would push <laughs> but um with so okay so the christians have excused that like you can't eat pork because we do now have a safe way to prepare it you know gotcha. that was why they didn't back then but that's not but a problem who anymore. excused
0: it who decided on that
1: um well i guess that's discretion of the preacher i mean it's not it's not like the bible says that but um i think that's in reality that's what it comes down to a lot with churches uh, and like you so kind like, of find a church that lines up with your beliefs, you know?
0: So not like one church in Christianity follows the same exact ones as another church.
2: No, like some no, are more no, no, no. Very different.
0: More... Yeah. That's crazy. Honestly, that's crazy. Yeah, That's what I'm saying when I'm saying like Christian or these other religions, like they altered from the original texts a lot. They kind of yeah. cherry-picked what they like and what they don't like.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's this – um other conversation that happens a lot about the old Testament versus the new Testament. And for example, animal sacrifice, right? Well, we don't have to do that anymore because Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice. Right. Um, And he says that he was here to fulfill the law, not abolish it. Uh, So a lot of people use that as a way to not follow some of the old Testament preachings. Because I mean, like, it's not just pork. They stone women. They sacrifice animals. You know, infidels um, probably. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sure, definitely. Um, so I I do believe that it's different than what it used to be. Absolutely. But there, there's a huge variety though. Uh, churches like when I first, you know, the first churches I came up in, that was back when my family was really. Um, strict about it and probably similar to what you grew up in like every Sunday every Wednesday Sunday morning Sunday night not just Sunday morning like the main service you come for Sunday school you wear a suit the whole thing suit yeah (laughs) um you sing hymns I was told by uh, somebody that anything but choir music is straight from the pits of hell um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's, he's old but and then you can go to another church where they have an electric guitar on, on the stage
0: oh my god yeah so I, I see you what try. you mean yeah. Yeah. yeah and honestly I'm I'm more of a modern Muslim like I still keep like some of the heavier values that have been instilled in me I still keep them going yeah but I'm not the best Muslim you know I still listen to music rap you know, I still do some stuff that I probably shouldn't be doing. But, um... It, it's a tough one, man,
1: because, like, for example... It's um, a whole I've,
0: different world, man. Yeah, I it's think the, they were written.
1: I think the verse is, don't let a foul noise escape your mouth or something. And that's used a lot of times to say, don't cuss. But yeah. to me... And I, I'm sure you've heard this argument before, but to me... uh cursing is just another form of expression like if i tell you i'm angry or i'm fucking angry those are two different things you know and i think it's you're doing a disservice to yourself by removing part of the language that you have access to in my opinion i mean i i don't know
0: i don't i don't think that our religions because they were all arabic technically they all originated from arabia in that area I don't really think they expected other languages to come and play, like English. We have yeah. totally different words. You know?
1: We do, and our language doesn't make any sense.
0: Our tone our tone is like the biggest thing for our language. You know, tone is everything. It can mean so many different things. How do you say it? You can say one thing in like 15 different ways.
1: Yeah, and the uh, when I was in Italy, my Italian ex-girlfriend would, you know, kind of like explain some of these things to me. Like, the differences between the two languages. The Italian language, they don't they do not do spelling bees in Italy. Because their words are spelled exactly how they sound. You same with Albanian. Yeah, but same with, like, pretty much, well, I should say, yeah, because I, I think German's similar to English, but... Um, well,
0: English originated from those type of languages, like yeah. German, Dutch, French, you know?
1: Yeah. Or Czech, you know Czech. He yeah. was telling me um when he if he were to go talk to a Dutch person, he could probably get about sixty percent of what they're saying because the languages are that similar.
0: And they got some English words in there too.
1: They do. A lot of other countries use English um to supplement their own language. Like the Italians say L O L. You know? Uh they they do. Yeah. Um and they, like, all those little things, they do that. But then walking around in the cities, you'll see some stores that'll be, like, hair salon. And I'm like, oh, I know what that means,
0: but why why, why is that English? Yeah. Dude, English has, like, so much influence over the world. Like We've yeah. just been all over the place. And everyone really understands English, so. It well, helps. it's the simplest
1: like it, language, you know, is the shortest amount of word or the smallest amount
0: of words. Yeah, um, most... I, yeah. The West really, I don't know what, what word to use. They spread English all around, their influence, you know. Everyone's yeah. following what the West is doing, essentially. They're all trying to be like them. Yeah. Like, in Albanian, we don't have the letter W. But because of websites, you know, they have WWW at the beginning. We had to make that up. We just say W. That's not a word in Albanian, though. We have to keep up with the times. But um, Albanian's interesting, though, because, like, it's the only language or one of the only languages that does not originate from anything else. It doesn't branch off nothing. It's own hmm. language. You have like languages that like piece, like take pieces out of other languages, you know, they branch off others like English. Albanian is Albanian. There's no, there's different dialects, you know, for where you live. Like where I am, my, my language got mixed up with a little bit of Turkish and Macedonian because that's where the cities originated in. I'm not even in Albania. I'm in Macedonia, actually. That's where the city is. But because of all those conquerors, I guess, or different empires that came in, they kind of changed it up for us. But the real Albanian, it's it's just Albanian. There's no other words for it. There's no supplements, like you said. And so why are you American?
1: Why did your family ever make the move? Why didn't they just stay?
0: Well, you got to think, dude, those countries used to be communist. You really yeah. want your kid growing up in a communist nation. And that country is so, yeah. like a third world country. Like you don't really have that much opportunity. They moved here because yeah. there's business. There's so much money out here. you know. It's embarrassing not to have money in the U.S. You can make money off of anything, literally. So yes. I think that was the biggest move. And education, they wanted me away from all that other political drama that was going on over there. Our people were getting oppressed. They don't want me growing up in that stuff. There were civil wars, shit like that. You, know, you don't want your kid growing up in that type of environment. I mean, if you look at the world, the whole world is moving to the U.S., they're either escaping from political reasons, um, religious reasons, you know, their countries won't let them practice their religion the way they want to, but the U.S. does, right? In the constitution, you don't really have the mention of God or religion. You have freedom of religion. That's literally like one of our amendments. You don't have that in a lot of other countries. So I think that's a big reason why everyone moves. He's got so much opportunity and more freedom. Right. on paper, On paper, at least.
1: On paper, yeah. So they, but they kept the house in Albania because that is still home and they still wanted you to
0: have a connection or something, right? Right. I I go, I go there so often. I go there a lot. I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. My whole, my whole family's out there actually, you know, like maybe like 5% of my family's in the U.S. The rest is all over Europe or Albania or Macedonia. But uh, my dad's side, they had a history of moving around. They moved from, I don't know if you know the country, Kosovo.
1: I'm Yeah, I'm aware of the country.
0: Yeah, they, they moved. They were technically from Kosovo, but they moved to Macedonia. So they had Albanian city in Macedonia because of a civil war going on with them. Like the Serbians were genociding us, basically, because we were Muslims. So we had to run yeah. away. Yeah. So we have some history of moving around. But uh, Albanians always survive, bro. We've been under oppression so many times. And at the end, we always came out on top. Always kept our traditions in line. Respect, yeah. respect is such a big thing out there, bro. It's just a whole different world, honestly.
1: I felt it when I was in Europe. And I would say... I think I felt a little safer in Europe. Why do you say that? Well, these things. I mean, I, I am a supporter. I, I, right. I carry, but... Um, gun control, I don't feel will ever work here. Because they're already... They, You know, the country's already so saturated with weapons that there's there's no way you're getting them all. Yeah, no, it's pointless. The only people you're restricting are the people that follow the law, not the people that don't follow the law. You know, like they're still going to go get guns and shoot people. Plus, there's so many unregistered weapons that the government kind of doesn't know about. You know, they don't have like exact numbers. So I don't think. Yeah. Go
2: ahead.
1: Well, I think Europe pushes, or not Europe, but like the citizens of Europe push their ways onto America. Or they suggest it, right? Like they heavily suggest it and criticize us because we don't have similar practices. But I, I almost feel like it's um, not a very well thought out argument because if you really took into consideration the reality of america and how many weapons we do have how could you possibly think that putting some kind of law into place that you can't carry a pistol that has six rounds is going to solve the problem you know like
0: those countries cannot compare to us because first of all none of them have the population we have and the amount of cultural diversity we have right you go to europe like, let's say Germany, the majority of people there are Germans, right?
2: Yeah, they have yeah. similar
0: values, you know? It's not a big melting pot. Yeah, they have immigrants. Yeah, but it's nothing like the U.S. You go to New York City, every religion, every person around the world is in that city. So how can you get people behind one idea? You know, Just because it works in your country doesn't mean it's going to work over here. It's a whole different ballgame, I heard. This country was started on those type of ideas about having guns and protecting us from our own governments. It was different than uh, Europe. It was all monarchies and dictatorships, right? So they can't really force that upon us because it's not going to work like they think it's going to work.
1: Right. And, fuck, you said something that uh, that <laughs> struck something with me. Uh, can you rewind about 10 seconds, please?
0: Uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is there a button what, somewhere?
0: Like, <laughs> uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think. Uh, I was talking about like how their nations were born and their cultures were just completely different, right? They were under different governments with different values. Yeah. Um, their nations have just different mindsets, honestly. Like, they're oh, not right, a right. Okay. okay, I got it. The kick-ass
1: part about being in America, though, um, is that regardless of... Whether you're a foreigner or not, if you're here, you're American. Whereas when I was right. in Italy, people that were foreigners, uh, like from Morocco or something, they were viewed as foreigners. You know, whereas here in America, Absolutely. it's like, yeah, you might be a foreigner. Are you a citizen? Oh, so you're an American? Okay, cool. You know, like I like that. I do like that. that's we are inclusive like that because that that like you said, that's how we were made. That's our Dude, country. That's was how we are. Yeah. We we're
0: founded on immigrants. Everyone around here is not American. We're all from somewhere else. Yeah. So you can't really say I'm American just because you're from America. You know what I mean? You're from somewhere else. You just don't know your real origins. Yeah. But over like in Europe, like you said, in Albania, they're raised very differently. The majority of people there are white, if not everybody's white. They see one person that's like a darker skin color. They're going to look at him like he's an alien. What is he doing here? You know? They're gonna,
1: yeah. It's just well, different bro. And so I was actually talking with my little brother about this and I was thinking, bear with me. I'm on one hour of sleep. Um, Okay. Yeah. I have it now. It it came back, (laughs) but (laughs) I better get it out before it goes away. Um, And that, that is that after listening to Andrew Tate, that, that's what sparked the conversation. Um, He makes a lot of comments about women, you know, and well, I don't agree with it. I think that you can have a traditional relationship where the woman does stay in the house. That's her only responsibility. She provi- you know, she makes the food, she cleans the house, does the right. dishes. But I, you know, as long as like that's what she, you know, she wants, and she knows that that's what she was getting into, and she chose to do that, and that's the life she wants. Then I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And just because you're a man and you think that that's what you want. In a relationship i don't think that means you devalue women because i was raised in a similar fashion that you know women um that, well men are considered the leaders of the house you were supposed to be the protector and provider right those sorts of things those traditional values you know i was raised that way but
0: i was never raised that women are less I was no just, we never believed that um, yeah. in, rel- in our religion just to backtrack a little bit about religion yeah, Islam says the woman is, like, a higher being. Not a higher being, but, like, should be more respected, more valued. Like, yeah. she should be the queen of the house. If she wants to sit around all day and not do anything, she's allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to provide for them and protect them no matter what. Well, no, and a lot love... of people believe that Islam is like, oh, we hate women, we oppress them, and we shit on them all day. You know, we force them to stay home. No, dude, it's just most Muslims were were like from different cultures, like Arabic cultures, where the woman has to stay home. Islam preaches that the woman can stay home. She can basically do whatever she wants as long as she follows the values of Islam, but she has to be treated like a queen. And yeah, Yeah. she respected because she could do something we can't, which is create life. Yeah. Very valued in our religion. Of course. And it's not like we're oppressing women, bro. It's just since the beginning of time, we had our own roles for obvious reasons.
1: Yeah, I mean, like better combat.
0: We pick up things Logically we are stronger, you know. Yeah. I'm not yeah, saying every woman is weaker than a guy. I'm not saying, you know, but physically we're bigger usually. Yeah. Um we're faster, you know. We get fucking take more hits.
1: Okay. It's do you do job. have you ever done jiu or anything? No. Okay, do you know what a mount is like if you mount someone? Um
0: you could explain it to me. I probably know.
1: Basically, like, they're on the ground, and you're kind of, like, sitting on their belly.
0: Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. I know. I've seen that on well, UFC.
1: If you were to do that to me and strike me in the face five times, and then you were to do the same thing to a 115-pound woman, I would probably sustain less damage than she would.
0: Yeah, you're probably going to break her jaw or some shit.
1: Yeah. And, again, like you said, it's different roles. Like, we were evolved to complement each other. You know, we weren't evolved to – All be the same thing that wouldn't make sense, yeah. Um, but that being said, you know, I don't think that that's a woman's only role. You know, I think that if you don't want that, you shouldn't be obligated and you should be able to have whatever, even if it's some crazy polyamorous, you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah, And, and what's kind of funny though is like, I feel like part of what, okay, so obviously let's take the extremists that we all hear about, you know, the ones that throw like acid on little girls that are just trying to go to school and
0: stuff. push that to the
1: side. But like some of the other things that, you know, people might call Muslim misogynistic for would be head coverings. But like from what you're describing, it seems like the head coverings are more um, for like you're covering up her beauty because no one else should get to or not it's not that no one
0: deserves to see it besides you right
1: yeah and like a lot of times isn't that even like a value of the women like they don't want to show their beauty to other people besides
0: right and also they cover up because natural or not naturally but what do you see what do you think when you see a woman that's almost naked you know we don't we we think of something sexual it's just in our nature, right? We have yeah. to. We want to reproduce reproduce all the time. So when she's all covered up, you're not going to bat an eye, right? Yeah. You're not going to think about it twice. And she's protecting her own beauty, right? Only her man and her children deserve to see that beauty that God's created. We're not even I, supposed to I look respect at that. Woman, you know? You're not even supposed to look at her? Not, if we're not married to them, no. We're not no. allowed to see. We're not allowed to look at them, touch them. Only if the man or the husband gives us permission to, like, even talk to her.
1: Now, you might find this interesting. Uh, Now, while I've never been to Iraq or Afghanistan, I was obviously in an infantry platoon and there were people that had been, you know, and they would pull us aside and give us classes on things, you know, lessons learned and things like that. Um, But one of the things they were talking about was site exploitation. And that's basically, you know, we own the village. Like we took the village. It's ours now. How do we exploit it? for the most gain, you know, like, and, and they teach you what to look for. Like, you know, you grab anything of like anything that looks like it might have some sort of information, anything that has text on it, pictures, phones, no value. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that stuff is extremely, that's worth its weight in gold. If you find something juicy, you know Um, but that's not my point. So they have something else called tactical questioning and that's like, learning how to question people in a way that will yield the responses that will benefit you the most in that environment. Right. Um, But with females, the, he was explaining that the, they were not allowed to interact with the females. They had to bring along a special team called a FET team, a female engagement team made up of females. And they would be the ones that would pull the women to the side You know, pat them down, strip search them, things like that. Because if a man tried to do that, it wasn't just the people in the village that would be pissed off. It would be the the whole country, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You and like, um, for example, I, you know, one of the um, NCOs in my unit had previously killed a child, you know, um, now justified. He was sitting inside of an armored vehicle and the child had a weapon and he didn't recognize it as a child he just saw the weapon and he fired and then he found out it was a kid later on and they actually had to keep him inside of that armored vehicle because any everyone outside of it that didn't have an american flag couldn't be trusted at that point you know like you just killed a kid yeah it was justified but you just killed a kid you know and i i guess
0: that probably fucked them up
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's weird because, like, you hear other stories, too, where people in Iraq will – they have a tractor. I think I heard this from a podcast Tim Kennedy was on or whatever. He was explaining it. Maybe it wasn't him. I don't want to put that on him if it wasn't. But he – whoever it was, they were explaining that – what were we talking about? Killing kids? Killing kids. That's fucked. Oh, right, right. Yeah, kids and death. Sweet. Okay. Okay. Um, so tractors they have tractors they farm, you know, they that's how right. they eat stuff, right? There's IEDs out there that have been buried forever, that they just don't even know that they're there anymore, you know. Um, whoever planted it died and didn't tell anybody, you know, like right, right. Uh, and so he'll have his kids walk out in front of the tractor because he can always make more kids, but he can't get another tractor.
0: That's insane,
1: yeah. So that exists over there, but then so does. We're all gonna murder this motherfucker for touching the woman. So it, it's weird. It seems like it. It's very specific to each village because you you even have that other village that's, um, still fighting back against the Taliban. I forget what they're called, but their their village, uh, they've never, like, Taliban's never fucked with them because I guess they learned their lesson the hard way, um, and. Yeah, that's my point. That's how I'm wrapping that point up. Because one <laughs> hour, bar. the weird thing is, like, I'm not even tired. Um, the brain just gets a little
0: foggy every now and then. It know? does yeah. when you when you're not sleeping well. Your brain just doesn't really work the way it's supposed to.
1: Yeah, honestly, I was kind of curious how this uh, podcast would go because I was go wondering if sleep deprivation is kind of like a conversation lubricant, <laughs> almost. It's like. like-
0: it's like being drunk when you're really tired. You ever try yeah. driving? Driving when you're really tired, it's oh. like you're impaired.
1: Yeah, and you can't help but fall asleep. Right, that's the worst part. It's like no, no matter, matter how much willpower, no matter how much you try to keep your eyes open,
0: the more you try to stay awake, the faster you're gonna sleep.
1: Yeah, um, but I took a ten minute nap earlier because I, I still had a work day that I had to do, and uh, like a power nap. Yeah, just a little ten minute, and I'm,
0: I felt like a new human being
1: after that, man.
0: Dude, they boost you. I think the SEALs, they have something like a six-minute nap thing, where it just boosts your fucking system. And you just keep going. Feels like you slept forever.
1: Yeah, and like, you know, um, when we would go and train in the woods and stuff, a lot of times your responsibility is to just stay awake and look this way for an hour right. or right. something and then rotate off. And, uh... <clears throat> When we could help each other out, like when the sergeants weren't around, be like, hey, bro, you want to take a little 15-minute nap? And then I'll kick you, and then I take a 15-minute nap. And then that stuff, man. After a 15-minute nap, new human being, dude. You're good to go, right? Yeah,
0: at least for a few hours. We we did something uh, similar at basic training. You guys call it, I believe, Firewatch? Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, we call it ECs, entry controllers. Because after 9 p.m., the, the MTIs, or the drill sergeants, as you guys like to call them, they, they leave the dormitory. You guys call the barracks. We call the fucking dormitory.
1: No, see, you guys actually use common sense uh, with the way you describe things. That's what it is. <laughs> we just call fire watch. Why the fuck is it called Firewatch? I don't know. Are we know. watching I mean. for fire? You think people fire are going to wake up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My foot's on fire. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> We used to use it as a way to punish people in, in the platoon that were fucking up. Because yeah. you know, you have even more of those in basic, you know. And um basically if we had a turd, and I mean a turd, not like someone we were just picking on, like someone that's it would always strong. be late for fire watch and you'd lose sleep or something, you know. He'd mess
0: up the whole he'd get the whole platoon Stuff up. like that, yeah. And yeah. it's
1: not like he just made a mistake, it's just like he doesn't give a fuck and he's fucking everyone over and he doesn't give he a want shit. To be there. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's like okay. Um what we did one night to kind of get back at him cuz I forget what he did that day, but it was it was like the final straw. We were fucking pissed. And we already had two people get kicked out for fighting, you know. And so we didn't want to like go kick his ass or anything, but we wanted to get him back. So we just every hour on the hour, every person that did their fire guard shift that night Was to go over to his bunk and kick it. (laughs) Just wake him up. Wake this little bitch up. Make sure, hey, you awake? You okay? Have a good night. Then you just go back to bed (laughs) and uh, you get your full night's of rest. And then he's sucking tomorrow at the range. You know, right. And that's a good way to get
0: back at him. You know, not really fucking him up, like beating him up or whatever, but there's other ways to mess with him.
1: Well, and in a way, it's more brutal because like, the drill sergeants are under restrictions, and I mean, of course, I guess technically we are too, but we get away with that type of shit, and the drill sergeants didn't know. They did provide that, you know, block of sleep that they're required to give you, but we just fucked that all up for him, and he's sucking.
0: Well, look yeah. what what's coming to him, bro. We had a few of those kids at our basic as well.
1: Yeah, we I feel like work. it's inevitable, man. It's always that one kid, you know. Yeah. Like I don't care if you're a fuck up and like you're just fucking everything up cuz you're if dumb. You're trying,
0: dude. If you're trying, yeah. you know, like you want to be there. Like just try. It. Be motivational. But don't like fuck it up for everyone else cuz you regret your decision to join. That's not our fault.
1: Yeah, or at least just have the balls to quit. Be a man, bro. Like be fucking
0: Yeah. Man, have the balls, right? Like you said, just quit.
1: Yeah, like the <laughs> the one guy that we were fucking with so hard he was such a pussy man like it was it was one of his redeeming qualities was how much of a pussy he was because like (laughs) we would be going to the range and they'd have all the buses up front or whatever and uh he just run over the drill sergeants go to parade rest like drill sergeant i refuse to train which is um it's an army term that's basically like i quit you know Are you serious? yeah yeah they call it refuse to train you used to actually say that yeah, R T T. Um, it's a it's a phrase. Like you know, if you want to quit, you just go say, "I refuse to train." And so he did that, and the drill sergeant said, "Get on the bus, Green." The, the, the I almost said his name, um, and, <laughs> and he was like, um, he was "Like drill sergeant, I refuse to train." And drill sergeant was like, "Well, I refuse to let you refuse to train. Get on the bus." And he's like, "Yes, drill sergeant." And then he ran and got on the bus. What a bitch!
0: He could have stuck it out. Honestly, <laughs> they can't force you to do shit.
1: We tried it again at the range with a different drill sergeant, and the drills. He just he had the ear his ear pro on, and he's like what? He's like, drill sergeant, I refuse to train. What? Drill <laughs> sergeant,
0: I refuse to train. Get out there! Yes, drill sergeant. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He did eventually well, get chaptered out. He um, did. They're very mean, though, man. Basic, bro. Because, like, basic. I don't know how it is over there, but like, at, especially at Fort Benning, man, it's the fucking scum of the earth, bro. It's horrible. And like, you get treated like shit. It's a depressing place. You're not treated with basic dignity. You're not a human. You're an animal. That's how you're treated. You're like, you're cattle. You know. And that um, seriously, that's what it feels like. And it just. Fuck, man. Um, I know it's not what? easy to speak up when you're in a vacuum, you know? Right, and, like, right. you're isolated from the rest of the world. But,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's different in the Air Force. Like, yeah, they still got to do their job and, like, turn you into a fucking soldier. Or we call a airmen. Yeah. But they still kind of respected us, you know? They, they could flip that drill sergeant fl- uh, switch off and talk to you like a normal human if you needed it.
1: Right. Yeah, like when I was telling you yesterday about the Hershey's kiss incident. Oh um, yeah, they do have a character they're playing, and they can turn it off if they need to. You know, of
0: course, because they're regular yeah. people as well. It's just their job. They're professionals. You know, that's what they have to do.
1: Well, and what I would said to I think my stepmom to kind of reassure her about my little brother when he was in the Marine Corps or whatever was like, honestly. So yeah, it it can be. A, tough and it sucks, you know, while you're going through it, but you're probably, there's probably not many safer places you have access to being at than, you know, the initial training at any military base, you know, like there's so many protections in place. Like if we're, if it's over 95 degrees Fahrenheit, then there must be a tub of ice water that they can immerse their arms into so they don't overheat. There must be medical... Uh, a way of getting them to a medical facility within x amount of time there must be this there must you know there's all these like checks and controls you're and measures safe in place. Bro,
0: absolutely yeah it's not like that movie fucking what's that movie called when they're in vietnam and basic training
1: yeah Where they where uh, the guy shoots a
0: drill sergeant no yeah, i know you're tra- tropic thunder tropic thunder no, right not, not tropic thunder it's like ah oh, fuck with uh, private private pile, remember private pile? Oh yeah, was that Jarhead or um? That, no, that wasn't
1: Jarhead. I'm oh, it's slipping out, dude. Oh, dude, I know what you're talking about. Anyways, yeah, I, I know the movie. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's not like that where the guy's gonna whip out a gun and shoot the fucking drill sergeant. It's it's a lot more safe than that, you know.
1: Oh yeah, dude, and it's not like if a drill sergeant walked into a bathroom and saw a guy with a shotgun to his his the bottom of his chin that he would be like, <laughs> Private pile, you piece of shit
0: yeah dude he's gonna try and help you out Drop that that fucking... well i mean they value
1: their lives too
0: they don't yeah, he's, he's want to he's gonna run out there and get some help <laughs> <laughs> no what's gonna
1: happen it depends on the branch if he if it happened at an army infantry osut here's how it's gonna go down he's gonna walk in on private bile he's standing
2: there kill myself
0: He doesn't give a fuck, huh?
2: Rob wow.
1: give me that gun, Roger Drill Sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> the Air Force. Um, what what do you guys call him? Airman. No, no, or the Airmen? drill, the drill sergeant. So we just call him Sergeant. Oh.
2: Sergeant, I'm gonna fucking
1: kill myself. Young man, that is not appropriate behavior in this this environment. I want you <laughs> to, I want you to immediately relinquish that firearm to me. That is not safe. <laughs> that is not safe, young man. And then, okay, Navy. I don't even know what the fuck they call their people. Yeah, but, I think seamen. Well, the other way, the fucking drills. I uh,
0: uh, mean, sergeant. Yeah, but just sergeant. Sergeant.
1: sergeant. sergeant.
0: I'm gonna kill my petty officer. I'm gonna kill myself.
1: The fuck is a petty
0: officer? Petty officer. Know. I'm gonna fucking kill myself.
1: Boy, you better drop them pants right now and let me just suck on that dick. <laughs> the Marine uh, Corps. The Marine Corps. It wouldn't. He's go gonna fucking kill in him. No, actually, and the Marine Corps it probably would go exactly how it went in Private Pile. He would kill him. dude. <laughs> he would kill him. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm trying to get Coast Guard. I don't even know how to hit them on that. Like, I do not even do, they even know do basic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I know they do basic. I think they're actually considered, uh, I think their basic is considered the most academically difficult one. It is even trumping difficult. the Air Force, believe it or not.
0: It's very close to where my base is actually, where their basic training is. It's in Jersey, it's yeah. like 30 minutes from here.
1: Well, I have a feeling that your basic training isn't actually that academically difficult at all. I feel like it the is. academically stuff is... Uh, or the academic stuff is more towards your job training if you pick some like really high-end job or some shit.
0: Well, dude, they wanna they want to make sure you're not dumb, right? So like thirty to forty percent of basic training in the Air Force was class time, learning stuff, reading, studying, you know. Like what though? Um, we learned about Sharp, or you guys call it Sharp, we call us. Yeah, sharp, okay, okay. But we had all those same
1: classes. We had to learn about Sharp and fucking but yeah, it's not like it was academically
0: difficult. We just had to sit there while they talked. You know. Right, I, I guess so, but there's still academic levels to it, but as you said, when you're actually learning your job is where it gets more academic and more difficult. Yeah. You know, you gotta learn about a bomb, right? Like, that's not that easy.
1: Yeah. Did, did you buy one of those stupid class rings for basic training?
0: No, but I know the kids that bought them are fucking retarded. Yeah. So, Wait, like 300 bucks, dude, for a ring. Who's gonna pay for that? Yeah, no one talks about it, but what's with all these motherfuckers going in and
1: scamming the shit out of our Scam- soldiers I mean, and airmen yeah yeah dude There's like no you're literally getting the most vulnerable adult you can possibly get in one of or i shouldn't say the most but like in a vulnerable environment too and they can't google shit to see if you're full of it Pricing them and shit yeah yeah dude like what 400 bucks for a ring or something i don't give That's a fuck funny. about basic bro like oh no, dude yeah everyone went through it it's
0: not that special
1: yeah it's basic. The, the cool shit to me is like what I get um, at the unit. Like I got the platoon coin. Platoon coin was really cool because you right. had to earn it, you know. Um, and that that meant a lot to me, you know, because like it's like it usually takes a while, you know, and then it's like you're accepted, you know. So that 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 part's nice, but fuck a class ring, man. I ain't buying no fucking gold ring, bro.
0: Most valuable thing for me at basic was the class photo because those were some dudes that I chilled out with, you know, they were some, I met yeah. pretty cool. And that, like, I mean, that
1: sparks memory and shit.
0: So. Right. Like memories. It's just, I don't care about a ring or a coin from basic, right? Like what I care about is getting that patch after completing my um, job training, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, a, I'm officially part of the, this MOS, right? I know what these guys do. I'm a part of them. That was more special right? I actually worked harder for that.
1: Yeah. Now to be fair. Yeah. Like, um, we have something called honor Hill and that's when you finish your infantry training. Like you've already graduated BCT and you're coming back from like a week in the field and every day you're doing like random infantry shit, whether it be practicing mounted operations or the drill sergeants are giving you a crash course on platoon attack or, or whatever. Um, and then you come, you finally it's over and it wasn't like it was the hardest thing in the world, but it sucked, you know? And I I think that's like the military generals. It's not the hardest thing in the world, but it sucks. And
0: yeah, it, it, it sucks, honestly.
1: Yeah, and so ours, I, I've. it's different for – it depends what company you get assigned to, I think. Because I've heard some guys say they had to walk 16 miles with a ruck on, 35 pounds and everything.
0: That sucks.
1: Yeah, but for us, we did like a weird assault pack run. For eight miles it wasn't a run but it was like a slow jog jog. yeah yeah and each mile had like a different obstacle so the first mile we had to get water cans or something and just keep passing it off the next mile they had some like litters with you know more water cans on them to simulate body weight um the third one was like a bunch of mre boxes that had to get to the next spot and then i think we chilled out after that until the last mile where they made us put our gas masks on and then we had to run with the gas For mask time? on. That sucks. I took mine off. They were yelling at me, but like, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I couldn't breathe, man. Would you rather me pass out or finish the yeah. throw? And
1: it got to the point where they're like, come on, kid. Well, put the fucking mask on. Yes. <laughs> and like, you can't ever say no. So you have to just basically fail to comply. Like, you, you, try, you try, but try, but like, oh. <gasps> you know like throwing up and shit yeah that was was most people though i I think the last mile was more of like uh all right you fuckers we're almost there but we're gonna get one last fuck you and before we get you up there and then this is where i think that the drill sergeants get a little mean man because like all those quitters and stuff they're not allowed they have to stay in basic training and they're not allowed to go up on on our hill but they are required to open the gates for us oh damn Um, After we graduate, like we do our actual graduation ceremony, they have to clean the stands. That's funny. Yeah, and we get to leave and go do whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, They fuck with you like that. Yeah, they do. They want to make it painful, you know.
0: I think they just don't want you to come back (laughs) if you quit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dude, honestly, Army, BCT, and Air Force, BMT, they're a lot different because you guys are doing something getting trained for a completely different role you know
1: well even in the army like fort benning osa is different than fort jackson bct you know what i mean like levels of intensity infantry fuckers are like crazy like i mean it like my drill sergeants uh one got drunk on honor hill because part of the ceremony is like you pass this torch and each one gives like a speech it's recited and it's supposed to represent an nco from a different era so like right. one will represent like the seventeen hundreds non commissioned officer. He'll give his little speech about what was important to them back then. Pass it to the next one, and then they just keep doing that until they get to modern times. That's and pretty cool. That's when they go and put the cross rifles. Well, this drill started was drunk. I wasn't there for this. This was way after I was. I was gone. But
2: oh man,
1: they he had the torch. Motherfucker burned down on her hill. No way. They had to rebuild it. Yeah, oh, from boy. what I understand, I mean, I, I don't have, like, a credible source. It wasn't like a fucking colonel came up and told me. But uh other people that I had been in BCT with had told me, like, the fates of some of our drill sergeants. And he didn't just burn the hill down. He, he's, like, 90% burned, like, severely Damn. burned. Oh, he's, he, he's a vegetable the rest of his life.
2: That's horrible, um, dude.
1: Yeah, and then there was another one that got – he's in prison now because he – beat the shit out of some random chick on the side of the street.
0: Oh my um, god.
1: You gotta remember that these guys are just normal people at the end of the day. They still yeah. do that You know? But the one that got 90% burned? He's a piece of fucking shit. I mean, as far as the drill no, don't get me wrong, I know drill sergeants gotta be drill sergeants. But right. they're still like
0: levels still of intensity. Of yeah. Like he, he would be just, an asshole just to be an asshole. He doesn't have to be.
1: Yeah, like I remember one time, uh we call it upu, which is the food they bring out to you, not the one you go to the defect for, you know? It's like out in the field, they give you these green containers with food in it and stuff. Right, um, right. Well, you know, I think it was like every Thursday or some shit, we would get upu in the afternoons for whatever reason. Maybe the defect was packed, I don't know. But um, we went through it, and there was a lot left over, and he's like, Privates, go. If you want seconds, go get seconds. And so that's not something we're used to hearing. Everyone ran and got seconds. And he's like, all right, everybody everybody enjoy that? Yes, girl Sergeant. Rolling in rest position, move. And then, like, for the next three hours, it would get so bad that he got tired of saying, what, hey, hey. And he just <laughs> got his megaphone, and he would go, two three
2: (laughs) two four
1: (laughs) that's funny a fucking cocksucker dude but he wasn't even my like platoons we would just get roped in sometimes like as a company but uh his platoon oh my god I would not want to be in that platoon he would just regularly abuse them I mean thoroughly you know they never caught a break Anytime – I mean, we would just be chilling because our drill sergeants were crazy. they, were they
0: a sharp platoon?
1: No, I wouldn't even say – they were actually the the worst-behaved platoon. Um, okay. We called them – their platoon name was Commandos, you know, how everyone has those corny-ass fucking names in basic or whatever for their platoon. Yeah. And um, theirs was Commandos. We nicknamed them Contraband Commandos because – They were the motherfuckers that would always get to the, you know, commissary and shit and get all the shit and bring it back and sell it, you know. Yeah, I don't care. They they were the hustlers, bro. Right. They got fucked down, but they were a hustler as fuck. (laughs) And I swear to God, all of them were, like, gang members. I don't know how they all ended up in the same platoon, but, like. God. Yeah, one dude was, like, literally from the cartel. I mean, self-proclaimed. How did he get in? Self-proclaimed. And I'm assuming because he's 19 and he doesn't have a criminal record yet, but. He made three grand. He just would go. Dude, what? Okay, so we had a commissary oh my God. right next to where we were, you know. At the commissary, taxis would go and park there. We still had a cat card, And believe it or not, even in basic training, it will get you on base if you go off base. Um, And
0: so – were you allowed off base during basic?
1: Not during, no, but like on a family day or something, you know. Okay. Okay. Um he would sneak out and he wouldn't go to the commissary because that's like the dumbest fucking place. That's like where all the drill sergeants go, and you're so obviously a private because you're wearing summer PTs at nine PM and you have a camelback on. Like you're you're obviously a private. Why are you here right and not doing fire guard? <laughs> um so he would just get in a taxi, and the taxis don't give a shit. They just want to make money. And so he'd be like, "Yo, take me to Walmart." <laughs> he'd go to Walmart oh, boy, It's dude. basic. He'd go to Walmart, and he he'd buy you know, vodka, whiskey, dip. I saw someone buy a can of dip for two hundred and fifty bucks. Um, oh my god! And Is
2: that
1: yeah, the people get desperate for nicotine, man. They're they're um, guilty pleasures. People need that. Man, Dude, I mean, I needed withdrawal. it today. I went through
0: withdrawal when I was at basic. I bet. There was and... no chance you were leaving that dormitory after lights out. There was cameras everywhere.
1: Oh, see, we didn't have cameras.
0: No, there was cameras everywhere, bro. Like, well, the they dr- were modern, and the drills didn't want cameras. They were they modern buildings. There. Were they? So they all the top shit, you know what I mean? Oh, uh,
1: We had them at airborne school, and it's weird in airborne school because you're technically a soldier at that point, but... They still treat you like a private. Uh, yeah, we had something even if you're similar. A
0: yeah, we y'all call it AIT. We just call it tech school, technical training school. Yeah, yeah. Like they, we were treated like basic trainees. You know, we had some more freedom, like our phones, playing Xbox. You know, but there were still cameras everywhere, and there were still
1: not MTS,
0: but MTLs, military training leaders. There were like more laid-back MTIs. They yeah. would still get angry, but it's not like basic where they're fucking yelling their brains out. You know, they're just talking to you. Yeah, You still got rules to follow. You're still under that leash, right? You're not fully free yet. It's yeah. not like yeah. operational yet. You know, it's a whole different ballgame in operational. You know, they'd still do room inspections. Like, they catch people with alcohol, catch people with cigarettes, fucking... The Army guys on our base, because we had a joint base with Army, Marines, and Navy. It was mainly Air Force, but there was like a few platoons of those guys. They caught the Army guys with cocaine. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they caught the army platoon with fucking cocaine. Right across our street, dude.
1: Oh, that's great, man. We're like, you, know, you know there's uh, hookers on Fort Benning? Are you serious? Swear of God, there's privates that are in basic training and they'll, you know, it's on Sand Hill. They'll go out to this street. I don't remember what the name of it was. And it was just rumor. But they would say that, like, there were female privates that would um, not necessarily walk the street because obviously they're going to get picked up you know by like mps or some shit but uh you know they coordinate like when they go to sit call hey 100 bucks you want your dick sucked that's insane yeah and i never ran into one if i did i (laughs) basic training bro (laughs) what
0: happens on sand hill stays on sand hill right right right. That's Dude. that's crazy, bro. But, I think uh, the Air Force it's more tamed in the Air Force. Everyone's more of a nerd or chill laid back. Yeah. You don't got that crazy shit happening.
1: Well, and see that that's what I wanted. I kind of wanted that crazy, you know, fucking lifestyle, man, of like jumping out of planes and get, you know, yeah, getting yeah. drunk in Europe and
0: I'm sure there is that crazy lifestyle in the air force, but different MOSs. Mine was oh, yeah. mine was more laid back. Like TAC P like Special Forces, they probably went some through some crazy fucking shit. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah, okay, honestly, man, um since you're in and everything, like if you ever really just wanted to like have a really good life, could become a tech P, man. I don't even think uh they go through the the arduous shit that PJs do. I could be totally wrong. I've never like looked into it. Um but those guys and PJs, all those Air Force, I mean, really any SF dude when you come into like a normal group of military people, you're treated like Really, well, oh, God but yeah, especially as PJs it's just like the two of them, they're Air Force they don't they kind of have a boss, like the major that's leading the whole thing or whatever, and you know he might I don't know like give them direction on what he needs them to do, but they basically come up with their own plans they're like, hey, sir, so you know um uh, like say it's the PJs they'll be like, well, this is what we want to have, you know we want to do this, we want to do that. And then they might go take us and give us some classes or something on medical shit.
0: Well, dude, um, their SF is bred to be more of independent thinking, you know? Isn't that, like, for all SF, though? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, SF. Oh, general. just in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just Air Force, you know, SF in general, right?
1: Yeah, not everyone in special operations, though, because, like, Ranger Regiment is uh, basically an infantry unit.
0: Elite infantry, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they're elite infantry, but they're still infantry. So they have that same yeah. regimented.
0: There's there's mentality. different tiers of SF.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you well, got, I Dem- mean, you need rangers. Rules. You need. got guys. like
0: Delta Force, bro. Like they're just off the grid. They're they're not really following the rules that we follow. They got their own set of rules. Yeah, and they change their name like every week, so <laughs> no one knows what they're called. <laughs> Dude, we have a tag P unit on our base, on our guard base. Mm-hmm. they don't wear the ocp uniforms that we wear they wear jeans and they rock these big ass black beards with these glasses on these backwards yeah. cats <laughs> you know so it's it's different right when you see them like it's a different demeanor when you're talking to them yeah yeah, yeah. they're chill, chill They're like the coolest guys you'll meet too i know
1: and it's like because they haven't been exposed to the same toxicity that <laughs> the same <ever>. bullshit right <laughs> yeah dude because I'm trying to think of some examples there okay all right we were in germany doing a training event and right. i don't i think we we're just going out to a range or something it was like me the lt the psg and another private and they just like snagged us because they needed extra hands or some shit and we were just riding around and uh we went to the range we thought we were supposed to be at and it turned you know fucking homeboy in cargo shorts and like crocs walks up <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> and was like, "Hey, yeah, uh, we're looking for a range. I don't know, 103." Yeah. "Oh, no, that's up the road." I'm like, "Oh, what are you guys doing out here?" "Oh, we're just sitting some javelins." <laughs> "You guys cool. want to shoot some?" "We'd love to." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "But then like, you know, LT's he's like, "No, we got we got to go. We got to get back yeah. to it." The- yeah. He's like, "Sir, come on. Come on, man. They're special forces, sir." <laughs> They're so
0: cool. Yeah, they got they they do their own thing almost. Like they still follow the rules and shit, but they got their own set of rules. It's just different. They're just cool dudes. Yeah, they got a a, a a looser leash on them. You know.
1: Yeah, and I
0: mean that's that's what they're made to be. You know, like... that's what they want. You know, they want independent thinkers, more laid back. They don't got to go through the bullshit that we go through. They're not robots. Yeah,
1: yeah, they want competent people that can work together really well as a team, but also think, you know, they're smart, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're smart, but you also need to understand what we want you to accomplish, but they need somebody that they can kind of give that like their intent to, and then just let them do their thing, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know if
1: that's how it works,
0: but um, that's, that's how I see it at least. Right. Yeah. Here's the mission. Here's what we want you to accomplish. Go fucking do it. You know, yeah. They're not gonna be on their next micromanaging them, making sure they're not fucking around because they're not.
1: Yeah. Now everyone knows, you know, Green Berets, Navy SEALs, PJs, TacP, uh, Marsoc, JTac. Yeah, but um, you know, and there's Delta Force. But for, there was a time where no one knew what the fucking Navy SEAL was or what a Green Beret was or what delta is and what i wonder is are there units out there that are like inconceivable like they're the uh, they're the fruit of years upon years decades upon decades of learning lessons in combat you know and they're like the elite of the fucking elite they receive the best training they're like some of the toughest motherfuckers on the earth you think there's a unit? Like, there has to be a unit out there. We're not aware of that, like,
0: dude. If they kept all these other guys secret for so long, I'm sure there's something out that we don't know. There always is, right? Like with technology, like the Blackhawks, they came out in the 80s or 90s. We didn't find out till like 10, 15 years ago, right?
1: Yeah. Or what about that fucking helicopter that crashed during the Osama bin Laden raid? That they, they had to blow up because it had experimental technology on it.
2: Right. 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 What kind of so-
1: shit did that thing have in it? You know? Yeah we don't know bro honestly like we don't know what yeah. we don't we don't I know i mean shit. it had to be something pretty fucking serious for them to risk their lives going back and blowing it up you know? <laughs> i'm sure they didn't exactly want to go blow it up
0: <laughs> they had no choice you know yeah it was like you don't want taliban let them have your this. darkest secrets right yeah it's like what the you don't fuck? want a ufo crashing in afghanistan and the taliban are flying it next week <laughs> They can make us levitate and examine our DNA with their helicopters. What the fuck? <laughs> but, but dude, going back to the special forces, I feel like that elite group that you're talking about, I feel like it compromises of the best of the best from other groups. Yeah. Like the best of the JTAC, the best of the PJ, the best of the uh, Delta Force, you know? Yeah. They got guys that are already trained and they they see who's the best of the best in that best group and they pick them out. Yeah. It's not like they recruit people. Hey, we want you to join the super secret elite squad, but you have no training. Yeah, oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Sure. So they, they know who they're picking. Like they got guys with 20 years of experience that oh, have, yeah. they know they could trust, they've done some crazy shit. They know they're gonna follow the law, the the rules and the orders, no problem, right? They're gonna ask them to do some nut, nutty shit, they're gonna do it, no problem. Yeah. But I and feel like loyal I to a
1: fault, like um I don't know how it is everywhere because i only have my experience in my platoon but one thing my platoon was pretty big on was like loyalty to each other over other shit you know what i mean so if somebody did something that perhaps wasn't in full compliance with things or the way things are supposed to happen no one says shit about it it's like mafia mentality you know what i mean lead the fifth don't say you didn't see anything you know, like, and that, you know, I think that's actually good, but I also feel that the special operations community has developed bureaucracy now because they've been in existence for so long. And when you get any group of humans together, bureaucracy forms. And I feel like that also kind of hampers things a bit. I and I could be totally off base here. I mean, I've never been in that world, so I don't know, but they, <clears throat> it seems like before there wasn't really a whole lot of law or rules governing what seals green breweries like all those guys did you know like it was kind of like hey this is what we want done go get it done
0: you know they and i think, really know like they don't understand the idea of it yet they didn't yeah. know what it wanted it to be like
1: right yeah and now i but feel like, like it, there's, there's a lot more, more. In it
0: and more yeah. control
1: to it you're tying people's hands behind their back basically
0: Right, you're not letting them do what they really need to do. Yeah, like go mm-hmm. in here and kill, do all this damage, but don't kill this one guy. You know? Yeah. Or um,
1: I read a book from don't shoot until written... you
0: see a gun, even though you're in the middle of a terrorist zone. <laughs> well, it
1: gets it gets worse than that. So this guy, you know, I don't even remember the name of the book or the author. Um, but it was just one of those dudes that had been in that world and wrote a book about it. You know, and he was a sniper. Um, And he was explaining some of the criteria that he had to meet before he was allowed to kill. And so, they, yeah, like you said, they had to have a gun in their hand. Um, But if, for example, that guy were to run into a building, put the gun down and come outside without one, no longer authorized to kill. Uh, There was a point where you actually had to be shot at before you were allowed to engage.
0: Yeah, like yellow, whatever it's called, yellow something.
1: Yeah. And I mean I was told by um someone in in the real you know engagement,
0: right? Yeah. You well,
1: well we were given um kind of like a real mission, but it was it was more of like a standby thing in case like other shit happens or whatever. And you know, we we were kind of informed of the information and in, about the area. Um Right. Right and given criteria on what you know when we would and would not be authorized we we were basically i was actually surprised that they, they were like yeah fucking shoot them like it was like <laughs> really and then one of my leaders told me hey whatever you do don't fucking shoot them man like you'll be fucked like they're gonna you don't know
0: who to follow
1: yeah well i kind of agree with him because his thing was like yeah, they're saying that right now, right? But what happens, like, if it, like, they're saying that because they know it's not going to happen. But, like, what if it actually did happen? You know, they're going to throw yeah. you under the bus, dude. Cause oh, they, they will, no problem. Yeah. 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 And so you got to, and it sucks because, like, if you're, if you join the infantry, now, granted, there are some crazy people out there that just want to kill people. But generally, you don't just want to kill people you want to kill bad people so it's not like you're out there just to kill anyways and you need all these rules to tell you not to go fucking shoot everybody it's like you want to kill the bad guys you know Um, right sometimes shit happens and Jocko kind of lays it out the best you know that retired seal team commander yeah Jocko Um, willing yeah he i feel like he lays it out the best in some of his podcasts where he you know he'll he basically um makes it out that war is horrible but sometimes it's necessary right so like if you're going to go to war you need to under you need to have the will to kill and you need to have the will to win those are his words um and those are different you have to have the will to kill the bad guys you have to understand that like you're going to be killing a lot of people but you also have to have the will to win what does winning entail collateral damage unfortunately not like you want it but unfortunately in war that it yeah, happens it happens and you could do your best for it not to happen but historically it always it never been a war that right.
0: yeah. always there's always there's one always... civilian casualty at least yeah. whether it was accidental or on purpose yeah and you have to and that's why war is horrible that. right yeah
1: so you either accept this and decide whether or not and, you know you're not just and that's another point he makes you're not just killing innocent you know people from that country you're also going to have to understand that a lot of people from our country are going to die to go over there and fight them right now all of that is horrible and that's why you shouldn't go to war but if they're trying to take over or some shit then maybe it's neat basically he's saying understand what war is before you get into it you know like Be ready for the
0: consequences, but know why yeah. you're going. You're not going for no reason.
1: Yeah, don't be naive and think that you're going to fucking, like, put all these magical rules into place and prevent every fucking casualty. It's not going to happen. And,
0: and you can't go into war timidly, like, scared to shoot, whether it's a civilian or that guy. Or the, you got to be fucking ready to go, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to be on top of that shit. Well, and these rules have no doubt killed,
1: you know, absolutely uh, Americans. 100%. Like, We're not allowed to shoot until they shoot at us.
0: Like, wait for the AMRAP to blow up before we start shooting back, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I I have a hard time imagining the full ramifications of a rule like that because I've never been shot at. But, like, imagine that, though, right? Or Tim Kennedy, another dude that talks about it with Jocko, I think, maybe even on the same podcast. He talks about that rule. And he talks, and to kind of, like, put it in terms that everyone gets that i thought he actually uh it was kind of a clever way of framing it is that basically what that rule is saying is like you're not allowed to react until that person's knife is at your throat you know yeah like That's you're crazy. almost you're almost going to get killed already before you're even allowed to
0: begin to react you can't prevent the future until you're certain that it's going to happen like type of deal right yeah It's kind of crazy because they kind of tie the hands of soldiers when they do that type of stuff. But I understand why they do it because there's been situations where we just shoot and it was the wrong target.
1: Well, and ironically, Mm -hmm. though, I and, of course, it's hard to prove this, but I feel like you probably have less casualties if you had a policy in place that was like a shoot first, think later. I'm talking extreme aggression, roll in there. Fucking murder everything in sight. I'm not saying, right. like, like, we already are understanding that war is a horrible thing. And I'm not saying you should go out of your way to kill innocents, but you shouldn't go out of your way to preserve life of, from another country if it puts people from your country
0: at risk. I feel, you know, like, I mean, well, our that's country's tough. never going to be like that. You know, the only time they're going to send in like a full kill squad is like some special forces group. whatever. Vietnam was that? Effort.
1: My my uh GED teacher, he told me, because um, he, he was a v- Vietnam veteran, and he's like, no, he used to get my platoon online, and we would just shoot until there was no
0: structure left standing. Right, but I'm talking about, like, modern, you know, it's changed so far. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, back but, then, like, World War II, bro, there was guys with M1 Grands running fucking buildings in Germany and just shooting shit, you know, blowing up the whole country. Mm-hmm. But we're never going to have a that type of war again unless we have a full-scale, like, type of battle, like we go to war with a certain country. Uh, yeah. Because so, now it's just proxy wars. We we're just fighting some Taliban that we can barely identify between the civilians and the bad guys. That's probably why those rules were set in place. When it comes to a real war and guys are wearing uniforms, you know who you're shooting at, right? You're probably not going to wait to get shot at. You're not there on patrol. You're there to fucking take over a whole country, right? You're going full You have full, a uniformed
1: full. enemy, and most of the time you guys are in areas that are only combatants. You know, Right.
0: That's... The civilians are not there, so just shoot on site essentially.
1: Yeah. Um, and yeah, I do agree that we probably won't get back to that. Um, but I do think that if a serious war did kick off, that might be the wake-up call we would need. But I feel like a lot of people are gonna die before we realize that wake up call. You know, like Yeah, maybe it might take the
0: politicians some time to make up a new law that hey, you could shoot on site are changing it up, you know?
1: Yeah, or basically just keep all your fucking you know, politics out
0: of the military, because our job There was is... a Roman saying, like a Roman general from the Roman Empire, he said, I forgot what he said, but it was something about mixing up your politicians with generals, right? You can't have a general be a politician and a politician be a general because it just doesn't mix well. And it's going to lead to both of it. So when it comes to like full war, we got to give our generals the experts on that certain matter. We got to give them everything they need to win that war. See, I, I feel like the
1: generals are politicians.
0: In, in today's time, I I wouldn't disagree with you 100%, no? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's there what is, I'm saying. And if you look at it, there's so many generals and it's so unnecessary. Yeah. There's generals for everything. We have so many generals. Like, it's so, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word, like, saturated, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, and, like, the last time that you're really immersed into the infantry experience is that captain. I mean, yeah, you're, you know, once you go up, you're a major, you're working on S-shops, you know, you may get your own battalion it's, or be you know become an xo and then eventually bc when you're an ltc and right. All that. right um but like by the time you get to general you've been out of the game for so long like yeah maybe strategic shit that's what you're good at now but you're not good at infantry shit and you may even be disconnected from it after not having really been a soldier I mean, you get what I mean. Not Obviously, they're still soldiers, but they're not in the field doing the soldier shit.
0: Right, right. dude. And to add to that, I agree with you because my buddy was talking to a major. I think he was a major or a lieutenant colonel. And he said, yeah, dude, ever since I made it to like 04 and 05, it's all about politics. It's not even about the military anymore. It's just politics and being right. Yeah. And trying to move up in ranks, you know. It's not even about the mission anymore. It's just a whole different thing. Like once I was captain... I was doing my job, you know, staying on top of shit. But once I moved up, it just changed completely.
1: Yeah. Have you ever – so you listen to the podcast uh, that Jacko has? No,
0: not really. I haven't really listened to it.
1: Well, I, I haven't really any time recently, um, but I used to a lot. And if you ever really listen to his podcast, he talks about this book called About Face by Colonel David Hackworth. And he right. believes it's um, – the best book on leadership that's ever existed. But the ironic part about it is that it's not a a book intended to be a leadership book. It's a autobiography. He's writing about his life. And one of the things, and I, you know, read it um, and it was an awesome book. It really is. It's very easy to read and it's very immersive. You lose yourself in it, you know? Um, But he talks about a lot of the problems in the army he was one of the first senior leaders to sound off to the American public that we were fucking things up pretty royally in Vietnam.
0: So he was like a whistleblower type thing?
1: Yeah, but not because he hadn't tried to go through the you know the Army first. I mean, he had tried. He had went with a general um, around Vietnam to all the different units, and he was like the general's aide, and he did that because he – I, basically all he ever wanted to do was be a, a field guy. He never really wanted to be an officer. He wanted to be an NCO. But he was um, promoted in the field to lieutenant because of his actions, like how well he was doing in Korea. And he wasn't going to accept the, you know, the commission, but then his first sergeant talked him into it because he was like, yeah, you know, like, I get it. You want to be an NCO and that's great. But... I mean, what if someone else takes that spot and they're a piece of shit and they get people killed? Right. He was like, yeah. And so Mm -hmm. he went and uh, became an LT. I don't know if it's still like this, but he was explaining the promotion system. Hmm?
0: I didn't say nothing.
1: Oh, okay. He was explaining the promotion system in the Army for officers. And he called it like a hole-punching system. So... You know, if you wanted to be, if you ever wanted to make general, then you needed to go teach at the academy for a couple years. You needed to go command a infantry battalion, preferably one of the um, more prestigious airborne units that would look really good on your resume. Um, you know, like all these different accolades and accomplishments that you need to get in order to get to general. Like it was like a computer algorithm basically like this is how you get to here and what he found was that a lot of officers rather than prioritizing the men and you know being passionate about the the craft or the field the job you know um, being an infantryman would focus more on punching those holes and
0: they're just there to fucking get to the next spot they're not there to stay and help out
1: Exactly. So he had a lot of friction in his career. He even left America um, when he finally quit the army and moved to Australia for some time. Oh, wow. Opened up a restaurant. Then he came back. Um, But yeah, Uh, you want to hear a crazy story? Sure. All right. Um, Before I get into it. I'll preface it with, when you get out of the Air Force, go to your local VA representative as soon as you can possibly go to one because any injury that you have, as long as it's reported within the first year, is automatically service-connected. After that, it's um, you have to prove it. you know, and that, That's a big deal. Yeah, it's and a it's, bitch
0: to prove. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, that's something I learned. I just got lucky because I, I went right away and then he told me that. I was like, oh, so now I just tell everyone that – that's in, you know. Hey, when you get out, make sure hey you man, fucking go hit them up. Why
0: not use the benefits, right? Like they're using you, yeah. use them as much as you can.
1: Yeah. Um, so that being said, though, um, I I am going through that process, and I went to this one doctor for an assessment, and he started, you know, we started talking and everything, and um, we probably talked for a good hour. Uh, so he's he started off. Isn't Bulgaria friendly with Russia? Or, I don't. Or am I mixing maybe, that country up? Maybe Is it Belgium,
0: like Serbia? You mean?
1: No, or it Be- began Bel- with Belarus. A, Belarus. No, it was a, it was another country. I want to say it was Belgium, but basically they were like part of the Soviet Union back in the day.
0: Oh, then it wasn't Belgium. It was just the whole eastern side. It started with the B, though. I feel
1: yeah. I, I think so.
0: Well, Bulgaria was probably yeah. It was under Soviet control, so I guess so.
1: Okay. Um, well, regardless, I, I guess it doesn't matter too much. But wherever he he was, it was part of the Soviet Union. They flew MIGs. You know, they they flew the same craft as the Russians. He was an Air Force pilot um, originally for that country that was in the Soviet Union. He had made it all the way to Colonel, and he was getting that Colonel pay. Uh, but he didn't like he didn't like the country, like where the country was going. He didn't like that they were involved with the Soviet Union. He didn't like some of the things that they were required to do. Um, So the CIA was running some kind of project where he was at. And they told him, hey, man, you know five languages. You know how to fly these MiGs. You could definitely show our dudes, you know, the weaknesses of this craft. If we brought you back, You'd, you'd be an asset. If you want, we'll bring you back. We'll make you an American citizen. Right. And that was the perfect opportunity for him. You know, that's what he Get wanted. Yeah, yeah. So he accepted it, came back to America. He was teaching people how to fly and everything. Um, more of like a civilian contractor. He even would go overseas with them though. And like when they weren't actively in missions, he might run some concurrent training with them, you know, teach them about the MIG. That's but, cool though. Yeah. And I mean, you would probably know this cause you're in the air force, but I never realized how many oxygen tanks that pilots go through i didn't realize that
0: yeah dude the air gets pretty thin up there they need as much as they can go
1: yeah uh well i guess like back when he was over there uh it was in iraq this was before you know the siege and 9-11 and all that uh this was when russia was still there and i guess the americans were there in a limited capacity or something um anyways Giant. They would just throw these oxygen tanks in a big, giant pile. They were conducting missions where they would fly near the perimeter of R- Russia's airspace for that base that was in Iraq. Right. And Russia didn't really want that smoke, but they kind of wanted us to back off. So they, you know, shot some missiles that were intimidated, or intended to, you know, blow up at the perimeter and everything. But I, I guess one of them had, you know actually struck that pile of oxygen tanks and he said that it had punched through his calf and out the front of his leg and it had went through his back and out his gut Damn. but he said he got really lucky with the gut shot because it didn't hit anything vital um and his leg that healed but that's crazy. yes yes they they got him stable you know what i mean like they i guess i don't know what they did I'm assuming like a tourniquet or something or pressure bandage or whatever. Um, They got him stable, but those uh, F-16, the details are a little hazy. I can't imagine the military was there without like some kind of plan to get people to a hospital. But he said that uh, they did not have the ability to get into a hospital. They only had like, you know, their F-16s or whatever. And those were responsible for defending the base, not taking people to a hospital.
0: You can't really take a person to a hospital with an F
1: 16. Yeah. So he has his little MiG that's a training plane. And he had to fly himself by himself. Or, yeah. To a hospital. Well, I mean, probably landed at the airport and got picked up or something, but he uh, had to fly it while he was injured and only stable, not treated, oh. you know, to get to that next level of care. So he gets back to America. And, you know, this whole time, he's only making about $46,000 or whatever. And he's used to colonel pay. He's getting paid good. And he wants to make that kind of money again. Um, But he took his time, you know, recovering. It took a couple years for him to get fully, you know, back to where he needed to be to do his job. And they were like, yeah, but, you know, you haven't flown in a couple years. Like, you're going to have to do six months as a, you know, in the rear, which is like the assistant to the pilot. And he was basically like, well, fuck that like you guys barely pay me you know like I, I i used to be a colonel you know i was making money and they're like well if you want money why don't you become a fucking doctor or something like where are you, you what you want to fly in the military right yeah and he was like okay yeah <laughs> and then he became a doctor, <laughs> a doctor? yeah now oh, he just okay. does
0: uh assessments
1: <laughs> on disabilities
0: <Yeah. laughs> He took the word on it. That's crazy, though. Yeah, man. Um, That guy had a pretty crazy story, for sure. My granddad was a pilot for Yugoslavia. He was a MiG pilot as well. Was he? Yeah, he was. He he said if he had the opportunity to fly overseas or just fly to a NATO country and escape the fucking Yugoslavia, he would, but he thought he would get shot down by NATO pilots or their own guys, by his own guys. Damn. But I think he was flying like make, make 20 something, make 29. I think, I don't know.
1: Does he have a private pilot's license now? No. Oh, no. no. has he ever expressed any interest in that?
0: Nope. Oh. He didn't really tell me much about it, but, um, cause the country capitulated. It's no longer a thing.
1: So
0: the country capitulated. Really... Yeah. It's not a country anymore. You was flooded. It broke up. Why? Um, Internal fighting, mainly. There was probably other countries on the outside that were causing the downfall of it. But, um, huh. yeah, mainly internal things like civil wars. like never the war with, Like the war with Kosovo. Like, yeah, it broke up into multiple. It used to be like, I'm trying to think of the countries. It used to be Macedonia. What today is Kosovo? It used to be part of Serbia back then. It was Serbia, Croatia. Um, what's it called? Bosnia, Montenegro. Yeah. yeah I think that was, that's what that's what Yugoslavia was yeah it just broke up dude in-house fighting essentially broke it apart once the old leader died because he was really keeping it together the Serbian guy came in and he fucked everything up he wanted the whole nation to be Serbian but you can't have six different countries forcing them to be all one yeah one, uh, one ethnicity you know what I mean that's yeah. when the genocide started happening <laughs> everything went to shit pretty quick <laughs> yeah
1: dude we're lucky man that we were born i mean we're lucky to be alive anyways just from you know right. the whole right. like you were the one out of the million sperm that made it in or whatever but yeah also being born when we were born like with all this technology and we then were born also pretty good time yeah and then where we were born you know like in america where like wars country. never
0: happen on our soil yeah
1: yeah yeah and we're it's pretty, even pretty just fucking lucky have, dude yeah Same just because we have great defense like our continent is just not an easy thing to attack.
0: Oh, you got yeah. two oceans on both sides and mountainous <laughs> terrain and there's a gun behind every blade of grass, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's not
1: that easy. What was that Japanese general? Yeah, he said that there were yeah, World yeah, War II, yeah. I
0: think, because they were going to invade Japan, uh, uh, America. And he's like, dude, there's a gun in like every house. Every house we're going to try and get into, we're going to get shot at. So, It's not the U.S. military they were afraid of. Of course they were afraid of them. It's just that the fucking big ass civilian population with all these guns. Yeah, that's a big thing to take down.
1: Well, to shift topics a little bit, I actually have been opening with this with a lot of the guests, um, but I wanted to mix it up and try something different. So I'm going to ask you anyways, though, because I'm kind of curious. Um, we're planning out a vacation and at the end of 2023, and the idea is we're going to set aside 500 bucks a month unless you're one of those people that's already financially responsible and you already have money. Um, Then at the end of 2023 or 2024, the beginning of it, um, you'll have six grand and where the fuck can you not go with six grand, you know, for two weeks, right? Everywhere.
0: You can go everywhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So I was thinking like, it would be dope because, you know, when you're a group, part of the problem when you're traveling overseas is, you know i guess maybe not you cuz you've done it a lot but you're always a little worried about like the airport like am i going to get hung up here you know like am i going to be able to get home kind of a thing right. but if you got a whole group with you and like everyone's trying to help you you know um you're not going to be alone yeah and then plus for safety you know just it's just nice to have a a big group and then even for money saving opportunities like i it would be cool if we got like a big ass airbnb um but maybe even like some of these hotels, like if you're going to get a really good deal, if you bring 10 people, you know, and oh, you yeah. rent 10 rooms, probably get a good rate. You know, a lot cheaper, probably. Yeah.
0: Well, what yeah. country were you thinking and who are you trying well, that, to bring?
1: And that's the question. So the way I frame it usually is if I could um, give you a ticket that you would have. I mean, okay. If you could buy a ticket from me for 500 bucks, that would put you anywhere you want in the world for two weeks. Um, and you can go to multiple countries and you can do whatever the hell you want. Where'd you go and what would you do?
0: Well, for me, my first thought is, but okay. So here, here's the thing. My first thought is to go back home. Cause I know everyone there. I got really good connections. I know the spots. I got my own apartment there. Got my own car, you know? Really? I yeah. Know that. Yeah. No, honestly though, like if you came with us,
1: um i think that albania would be an option because that would be dope go to albania Albania for a few days yeah let's go to albania for a few days everything is cheap
0: everything is cheap everyone knows each other there's amazing clubs the beaches are like fucking italy probably better honestly brother i'm down if you You got actually you got greece next door you got all these countries there's big ass clubs well we got a
1: place to crash your place right (laughs) You get fucking um, ten of us just sleeping on your floor.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but um, another reason I wouldn't want to do that is because I want to experience something new. I've been to those countries. I've done everything there is to do. Right? Yeah. I'm thinking. I've heard a lot of people say Singapore is amazing. Really? Yeah, like it's fucking lit out there. It's like Asia's Dubai.
1: Really? Dubai's Asia,
0: but like the more Eastern Asian section.
1: Yeah. The so when I was in Italy, I never. Went, but a lot of guys loved going to Prague. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you know where that's at. Isn't it in Czechoslovakia. Budapest,
0: Czechoslovakia?
1: Oh, Czech. Okay. Yeah. They um. Wait, Budapest isn't even a country, is it? It's a city. Uh, it's a city. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that, I try to. I'll ask the dumb questions though, because
0: no, dude, it's good to ask. Honestly. Yeah. Well, no, there, like, there's a, no dumb question.
1: That doesn't exist. Well, like Jordan Peterson says, you know, if you ask the dumb question, you only have to ask it once, and then you know. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like, now I know. (laughs) But anyways, a lot of guys go to Prague. They loved it. I loved Amsterdam uh, because I like mushrooms. Oh, I want to go to Amsterdam, bro. Me and Jack are, like, I think that's the one country me and him are both pushing, is, like, that's the one spot we want to go.
0: Who's the group, though? Who's in on it?
1: Well, Jack's the only – I think Jack's the only one that, like, is 100% – like fuck yeah let's do it yeah um he'll bring his girl you know it'll be nice and um we'll go out and have a blast but i i think he's just he just wants to try that amsterdam weed (laughs) (laughs) and dude i think it'd be cool to just like uh for all of us to go to a fucking like one of those coffee shops and just sit down and just fucking get high as shit and (laughs) talk about fucking like talk like this but just Okay, sorry. Dude, you're in the Air Force. Be... You can't get high, but... Yeah, it's fine, though. I'll be now, I'll, I'm not saying you should or should not do certain things, but um, I will say that they don't test for shrimps. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> oh,
2: not that you would ever do that.
1: that. I know that you're... Absolutely uh, not, A, sir. a religious I'm, person. I'm very clean. You're very clean. No, and I... Like, jokes aside, I, I, I don't even think you would be even want to do it actually Probably. for religious reasons i don't know yeah or hypothetically would it be something not i'm not asking you here on the podcast if you're going to do shrooms i'm asking you is do the psilocybin interest you like is it an interesting thing to you like what it does to the brain and everything
0: or not really um i like lo- i i find it pretty crazy what it does to the brain But I like hearing other people talk about it. I don't think I want to experience it.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Because I know I know people I know people that say they go on this lifetime high that they can never get out of.
1: So it's a small risk. Um, it's a low risk, and I think it's usually associated with LSD, where there is a uh, chance that you go fucking bonkers. But usually, from what I've read, it you are already kind of like predisposed to uh mental disorders and shit like you you may have already been a bit schizophrenic and then that's what pushed you over the edge you know gotcha gotcha. but i feel safe now because like i've already done it and i didn't go crazy so (laughs) most people you won't you know it's it's just right it's always that one little not like
0: that scares us the only reason i'm not doing it there's other factors but that's a big one
1: okay so yeah we're, we're on the same page with amsterdam even if you don't smoke or eat shrooms.
0: I could have my fun, dude. Trust me.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Alcohol is allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Who else have you talked to about this? Uh, I've talked to Ephraim about it. The thing with Ephraim, he would so be down. It's just... He's a bitch, that's why. Yeah, can we get him fucking motivated enough to have like...
0: Dude, he's stuck a, on his couch all day.
1: A fucking half of a pissant's worth of discipline to just... <laughs> set aside some kind of money just I mean he's already he he does save money um, right so like he could go right now if he wanted to but it just you know but like uh, yeah I don't know I guess if he's already got the money here's the thing he won't go if it's going to significantly impact his finances you know what I mean but if Is he, he said like oh yeah dude he's penny pincher that's funny yeah, but I mean, he's got money. That's what happens when you pinch pennies. You, you right. have money, you know. Right. So I, I respect it. I wish I was wired a little bit more like that, but, um, yeah. So Ephraim, I talked to, uh, E Mohan. I, I did talk to Mohan about it. Yeah, um, I talked to Jalex about it. You don't know him, but uh, he's not coming. I think Mohan said he's actually down though, and um. But he didn't want to go to Amsterdam because he doesn't want to be involved with all the shenanigans we might get involved with.
0: Um, is he older? He's about he's my age. Oh, okay. Uh, you know who you should to talk to is um uh one of one of my friend groups that that were part of USM um Reese. You know Reese, Bloody Shadow. Yeah, I still talk to him. I
1: actually tried to get him on here, but yeah, it's kind of yeah. hard to. He's going through some shit right now. Let's just put it
0: out that. Okay. Uh, Alfredo. Remember Alfredo? Yeah. yeah. yeah I, me and him met up with Reese when I was in Texas because they were there too. Isn't it so wow.
1: crazy that Spartan actually made it into Ranger Regiment?
0: Oh, oh yeah, that is fucking nuts, dude. That guy just disappeared, but he actually made it. He was yeah. Being, uh, I thought he was just one of those airsoft kids that wants to pretend to be SF, but he actually... That's what sh- I thought too, man.
1: <laughs> when he was like... Dude, props to him for that. He's like sitting there on Xbox. I'm playing zombies and talking to me. He's like 14. He's like... I was thinking about like I'm probably gonna become like a special operation like Marsock or something. He's like, oh, okay. That's... And in right. my head, I'm like, he's like, I don't want to like put him down, but like in my head, I'm like, it's probably not gonna happen, my man. Yeah, dude. But, yeah. And then, then he surprises us all and just fucking does it, dude. I think it's he's going to Ranger cool. School right now.
0: He's already a ranger.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, he's in regiment, but I think they finally sent him to ranger school to get his tabs so that he can become, like, a, an actual accepted member of the team. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know, but, like, when you get picked up – so, like, if you want to go join the ranger regiment, you go to something called RASP. And once you graduate – RASP is basically, like, they basically have a hell week in there. And they just – like, I guess for one of those weeks, they just fuck the living daylights out of you um and then if you survive like the first three weeks then they give you like some more basic training on like how to cut doors open and shit and then you just go to regiment and you're treated like not even human garbage like actual garbage (laughs) until you get your tab you're you're considered more of a nuisance you're you're a liability you're not an asset until you have it and even when you get a tab it's not like you're an asset you're just kind of like okay well you're not acceptable heard yeah yeah like we can use you but then um from what i've heard from my uh, friends over there is that um you really need to have like some schools and like some deployments and stuff like that before you really start you know catching traction in your career and stuff and regiment right. right and spartan actually told me that uh regiment isn't where you spend your career regiment's like a stepping stone you go there it sucks, and you either get the fuck out or you move up and go to Special Forces. Okay. I feel like that's the best route for anyone in combat arms. I feel like, especially with infantry, you you either get out or you move up. Like, There are people that stay in forever and just retire from infantry, but I feel like your life is a lot better. Because like, if you're already going to be doing sucky bullshit, you might as well do Dude, a little cool bit more bullshit. of it yeah. yeah do a little bit more get better and then go live like a life that's like you're so do sucky bullshit yeah but you you're
0: like spoiled <laughs> right right like you get steaks and shit because they want to fucking feed you good yeah but back to the but vacation because um, the oh i'm sorry what's up um right. there, there's you can honestly talk to old usm guys about it
1: yeah, man. Because um, while it's not a necessarily he named
0: Plain Austin, the kid from Canada. Yeah. And, um. There's a bunch of people. I didn't know he's Canadian. But yeah, he's from, he's from on, what's that called Quebec, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm i I think
1: Green's actually down. I talked to Green about it too. Uh, <laughs> especially if Jack's coming, I think Green's all
0: about it. Well, it's so much easier for them because they're right there next to Europe. We're going to Europe. It's like oh it. yeah. They got a train that goes underwater from the UK to France. You know, it's a train ride over there. It's not like they're crossing over the fucking Atlantic. Yeah. So they better be down for it. It's like a train uh, ride away. Um,
1: Check, I think, is actually interested.
0: <laughs> oh, I want to meet Check, dude. I want to meet Czech. that fucker. I Czech's have some a, shit to say to him.
1: <laughs> he's a nice guy, man. I'm telling you. He really I know, is. Yeah, he's a good kid. He helped me out yeah. with some shit when I was going through it. Kid? I think he's like the same age as you. He doesn't have a beard though, so.
0: No, I don't mean a kid like that. I'm just the way I tell uh, I,
1: I, I, know. Just fucking me. Uh, but, uh, he doesn't have the beard though, so. He got a beard now. No, I said he doesn't have a beard. So is he a oh, man? Oh. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> According to your faith, <laughs> is that a thing? Like, um, is beards oh, like uh? If you, you can have grow one? one,
0: if you can grow one, it's a curse. Okay. Actually, once required. you grow it past a certain point, you're not allowed to shave it. What? Yeah. Oh my god, that sounds
1: horrible. Like I like a beard, but uh, oh, gotta I gotta want to like, commit to it for long, life. Full
0: yeah. Security threat at the airport. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, what about um? Because like I went through airborne school, there was a Muslim dude there that, like, he wore the garb. Um, right. Why do men do that? Is it just uh, a fashion
0: thing? I don't think that's a religious thing i'm you not must,
1: sure i mean like it might be like uh they only accommodated him for it because it was a religious thing otherwise they you, wouldn't let him wear it are you, you know? sure he was muslim everyone said he was muslim but no i never asked him So as soon as maybe he wasn't
0: because it's i know like people from india have that for like religious reasons i don't know about muslims though that's a good question
1: <laughs> yeah but what would be cool though um now if you don't want to go to albania I get it, especially for, like, the reasons you were saying. But there's nothing like seeing a country from somebody that has lived there, you know? Right. Yeah. Like you Czech, know the spots. Check can show you Germany like no one can show you Germany. Right. And when bartenders don't want to let you in the bar because your COVID fucking pass or whatever is, like, not in compliance, he's friends with the, the owner. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, literally, bro, I was over there. Um, I had double vaccinations but they changed our laws that like if you had double vaxxed and you exceed three months you need your third one or whatever it was crazy out there bro it's fucking stupid and it happened while I was there it wasn't like I knew this going into it Um, but it all worked out because like while we couldn't go to some of the mainstream bars check knows the owner of like this small local bar and he let us in there's like nobody there and we played this stupid card game called, a uh, uh, horse racing. Yeah. And you basically bet with sips of alcohol or shots or something. Um, so like you bet on your horse and if you're so like, okay. So if I want to bet four swigs of beer, um, I have to drink those four before we start the game. And then if I win, I get double the sips that I drink, and I get to dish those out to the other players.
0: So it's I like you a reverse card.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so for me and my uh, and awesome. Czech's friend, because Czech invited one of his friends. Yeah, we kind of allied. I just wanted to get Chuck drunk as shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> did he hold it or did he get drunk? Um, no, Chuck held it. He's German, after all. Yeah. He's, yeah. Um, I don't know, though, because, like, I went – the first time I went over there, I could have outdrank him. I was, like – I wasn't at my peak of where I've been at in my alcoholism. Um, but uh, it was about a week after Amsterdam. So, you know, I had been drinking quite a bit. and uh, Your tolerance level was up there. Yeah, yeah, man. My my game was on point. <laughs> but then the second time I went over there, Czech got dr- we both got drunk. And he got, um, he started getting like aggressive almost. He's like, <laughs> Jack's built, bro. Like, he, I know, he's, I've seen he it. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, honestly, man, I could take you outside and beat your ass right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you always, dude, you're like this American paratrooper and you're letting me out drink you. <laughs> I didn't know you were a bitch. <laughs> All in good fun, you know, but he's yeah. he's, he's fucking hilarious, man. And his family I'm is awesome. so nice, bro. They're so hospitable. Like bro. they not only gave me dinner every night, they went all out. Like they wanted, they had a guest, and they wanted to impress, you know. And so like they made all their their fancy. Di- Check told me that's how I know because he's like, yeah, my dad's really been going all out, man. And um, I don't cook like this when I'm home, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I guess his dad's like a passionate. Chef or not chef, but like he he likes cooking he likes know? to cook yeah yeah and they have all kinds of things man because he lives on the very southern end of Germany um so velo this this stuff it's uh no tobacco and just nicotine but this is seven milligrams and in Switzerland, the same company sells cans that instead of seven it'll say forty two and it'll fuck your ass up and it's awesome <laughs> especially when you're drinking bro fuck. Right. dude you'll feel it even as a smoker like you put one of these fucking things in your mouth man the nicotine concentration is far stronger than what's in your
0: cigarette and uh probably
1: you get that shit least... directly
0: inside you you know like it it pierces your skin or something it goes right in the system yeah and
1: you do feel it like because like a lot of times man like you feel the buds yeah because like when you first start you feel it but then it's like it dies off pretty quick and then you're just smoking but like with this shit you feel it man and like if it gets to the point like i i tend to go all in on shit even like bad shit like dip so i'll put fucking four of those things in my mouth after i've had it for a week you know and check's like what the fuck man Cause he, he's been making it work for years, just, you know, using it responsibly and not like a fucking right. child, but, um, you know, cause some of us are like adults, <laughs> not this guy. <laughs> I'm the one that smacks his fucking forehead on a toilet in Amsterdam and has to get stitches and takes him out with a nail clipper, checks bathroom.
0: Let's, let's leave it for another podcast. That sounds interesting
1: though. Oh, I've already told that story on two of them. Oh my god! Yeah, and the first time, like when I met up with Check, and you know I was at his house for the first time. Um, his house it's kind of like a duplex, I think is what it's called, where like it's split down the middle, and one family lives on one half, and the other family lives on the other half. That's like a mirror. Yeah, with him, he has the family on one half, and then his uncle owns the other half. So his uncle has a sauna in the basement. Nice. And we both went down there to use the sauna. Now I've known check for years, but it's different when you meet in person. And um we were like 10 minutes into the sauna session. I looked at him. It's like, bro, I'm gonna shit my brains out. <laughs> and he's like, Are you serious, man? I was like, I was like, Yeah, dude, like I need where's the bathroom? <laughs> he's like it's like it's right here, and I went up there and I just blew his uncle's toilet up. <laughs> I felt so embarrassed, you know.
0: But, um, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes, bro. It just comes down yeah. to it. Well, it's <laughs> weird because, like,
1: I wouldn't feel embarrassed if my roommate was cooking his eggs in the morning and I was shitting with the door open. I mean, he would be grossed out, I wouldn't be, and I wouldn't let him do that to me. But, and I didn't do it to him. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be grossed out if I had to go shit my brains out at an infantry platoon, and they saw me or whatever. It's different, like,
2: bro. It's different.
1: Yeah, the fucking someone's nice, house. polite,
2: yeah, civilized
1: dude. group of people, and then you're just in their bathroom. Savage Americans. Oh, <laughs> <Good laughs> you're fucking three minutes in the sauna, bro. <laughs> oh my god! No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like we it was were uh, out. We were fucking out. You're fucking you. <laughs> the song is great man but anyways yeah it's like if you showed us albania for a couple days and then he shows us like maybe we could go to berlin or some shit
0: dude, we could, could do a my girl is in berlin actually so she would probably show us something
1: dude that'd be perfect you meet up with your girl you know like right right or would she tag along for the i just the- meet up yeah okay um she's in berlin you said yeah so you got a German girlfriend? I do, but she's Albanian. Oh, like, well, I mean, yeah, it's so cool. Like, basically German. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like German girls. <laughs> I do too, bro. Yeah. My hair, blue eyes.
2: <laughs>
1: <I ain't. laughs> that that is one thing. I mean, you've been in other countries, but like, like over there, you can say the N word. And it's basically the equivalent to calling someone a motherfucker, you know? That's crazy. Like, it's insulting, but it's not what it is over here, you know? Yeah, it's different. Um, But if you talk about the fucking Jews and you dare to make a Jew joke... They're going to kill you. They're going to arrest you, That's the equivalent. It's the equivalent, yeah. You can't throw one of these, you know... No, you got to arrest them for it. Yeah. Um, But they still have their... They do have their jokes. It's just private. Yeah, German humor is very They're very funny.
0: serious. Yeah,
1: yeah, because they're serious people, man. You know, they're they're we're nice, all, but
0: they're serious. Yeah, they make a joke and with a straight face, and you don't know if you're gonna laugh or fucking you don't know how to respond.
1: That's weird. You remember back in preschool days of Usm, like when we were all fucking kids and shit. Like bam, yeah. Well, check uh, wasn't very good at dealing with the shit talk back then. He used to get mad, dude, and he used to come up to me and say, man, I just fuck, like, I don't say anything to anyone. They all just call me a Nazi and like, fucking, <laughs> like, and, like, I was like, bro, you just got to learn how to just say you something know, back. What? You could say what? shit about Americans. I don't give a fuck. You're just talking shit. And he's like, okay. And then eventually he came up with his insult, and it was the same one every time. He's like, fucking American pig dog. <laughs> 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 but he's so serious
0: about it, you know. <laughs> <most> threatening. <laughs> he's threatening.
1: You remember how, like, every time – I mean, you you would know especially. Every time someone leaves the team, they have to go through BCT. Yeah. That's not the norm anymore. Um But I remember one time he was coming back, and I was running his bullshit BCT or whatever, and I was Google translating uh, English words into German <laughs> and doing my best to say them and see if he could understand me. Yeah. And it would just be shit like – Run, stop, jump, <laughs> lay down, crawl forward. You know, We're basic commands, dude. And he would actually understand what I was saying. I was like, "See, that's so cool, man. <laughs> I'm speaking German." <laughs> and keeps he probably it. trying to hold his like laughing. That's Oh, I'm sure I was making it sound horrible. But yeah, we got another German in the team now. Um, oh. He goes by Turner. It's like his gamer tag, and cool. uh, he's a kid. Uh, but we put that German to good good use and put them on the Google Drive and managing the Discord and it's very I efficient. See. It's very efficient.
0: Oh, Germans are very efficient.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> German engineering,
1: <yeah. laughs> and they always have their German jokes. Uh, Turner and Czech, you know, like right. sometimes Turner will just kind of fly off the rails and start um, saying shit in German. Like, see, like Check was Check had to figure out how to insult us in English. American. Yeah. Turner took a different turn and just decided to double down on the German. and <laughs> But he he's very fluent. He'll be like... Germans dude. are funny, bro. Yeah. And they all seem to be generally nice. And everything's yeah. beautiful over there because it's not America. All the buildings are like fucking 300 years old, you know? Yeah.
0: Hey, dude, I'm going to pack it up because I got to wake up in like four hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. It's been a... Uh,
0: I want to stay longer, but... I wish I wasn't working this weekend because I would have stayed up all night.
1: You know that for a fact. Oh, no, no. Don't apologize, man. We always got the next one, you know? Right. Yeah. Hit me
0: up next time, dude. I'll, I'll definitely be more free probably.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Um,
0: That was a good-ass talk. That was fun.
1: Yeah, like every weekend what I'd like to do is have like a group podcast.
0: That'd um, be cool.
1: Bro. Yeah, like I still want the one-on-ones, but um, I'll do those like – you know, during the week or on Saturday and Sunday, but I think Friday night it'd be cool if we could get like three or four, like four or five people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like fuck around and bullshit. Me yeah, and you, Jack, Green. All yeah, yeah. And then that's cool. when that's when it gets tough because it's like you can't put too many people in here, but you want everyone in here, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's gonna it's... be like an
0: Xbox party if you put everybody in here. Those gonna start talking shit out of line.
1: Yeah. I actually try to think about the personalities and how they interact, and I'm like, who would be the best? Like, who who could I put together that would make the best podcast with that crew? You know, right? right. Yeah. But anyways, I'll let you go, bro. Um, thanks for coming uh, on, and I, thanks for doing this. It. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy these. So you know, anytime I can get someone on, I uh, yeah, talk awesome. over Discord. Send
0: me your YouTube or wherever you post these. Yeah, on and I'll put them up. Might be a few days before this
1: one's up because um, i don't know if i'll edit it tonight but uh okay. it'll it'll be up over the next few days and it's on spotify uh podcast. Oh, you edit them? huh you edit them just uh just the beginning it'll be like welcome to my podcast and at the end it's right. like right. thanks for watching but it still takes okay. three hours to out process it's fucking bullshit but you, you you keep like everything we've said you don't cut it out no 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 i i unless it's something like we both agree like hey let's go take a piss you know Um, yeah yeah of course yeah yeah or if someone asked me to because like i don't ever want anyone to feel my biggest thing is i want you to feel comfortable and i don't want you to ever regret coming on you know of course so um yeah like i'll edit it take it down or some shit like that if anyone ever had you know like hey man i'm sorry but like I, i don't want that on the internet it's already been out there there's a chance that someone like fucking recorded it but i'll take it off my channel you know exactly yeah Anyways, bro, I'll let you go. You need go get whatever sleep you can get. And after I get I'll home, try, dude. once this caffeine and nicotine wears off, I'll fucking pass out too. <laughs> it was good seeing <laughs> you, though. It's been a while. Good seeing you, man. Great conversation. Have a good right. one. And uh,
0: you too, man. H- hook up with us for that fucking vacation, bro. I got you. And do you got Snap? Yeah. I'll send you all of my shit over uh, tomorrow morning when I wake up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me that. We got a group chat for the podcast. Yeah. but All right, man. Peace. Have a good man. night. You too, brother. Have a good one.